in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into the Sportsocracy. It's ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel. Join us in the chat. Your thoughts on whatever we're talking about today. We got a lot to talk about today because, well, I mean, it continues. The slow crawl to training camps. Everybody, except for the Pittsburgh Steelers, are in camp right now. Pittsburgh reports tomorrow. Doesn't it feel good that, that you know. Doesn't it feel good that Jalen Brown just signed the stupidest contract in the history of the NBA? <laughs> and that is all we have to say about it. Oh, good Lord. Jalen Brown. 300, what was it, 304 million? $304 million. Let's go. Over five I mean, years. I mean, go get your bag. I mean, what up? Absolutely. I, if they're I offering not, it, go get it, son. I do not begrudge a man getting his bag. I do, however, have to laugh that in one five-year deal, Jalen Brown will have made more money than Grant Hill and Alonzo Mourning combined. (laughs) Ridiculous, amazing salaries these days. Uh, First off, we do have to uh, thoughts and prayers out to the James family. LeBron James, if you have not heard, his son Bronny uh, collapsed, suffered a cardiac arrest at practice yesterday for the USC Trojans basketball team. He is stable and out of the ICU, so that's great news on that part. Of course, we all know uh, his family has quite the means to get him all of the medical treatment that the medical treatment that he needs to make a recovery here, and hopefully, this is just a bump to a what will be a very long and happy and healthy life for Bronny James. It's just when I saw that this morning, I went, my my heart took a jump because I can only put myself in the shoes of LeBron James as a father. Well, getting mean, that phone call. Well, I saw it, and immediately I, I did that thing that I now find myself having to do, which is verify anything that you find because you never know when it's true. Right. But T's and P's to the James family. Good that it seems that all things are going the way they're supposed to yep. and quick recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there, will be, uh, there will be some talk today on the program about college football because we're getting close to that season as well. In fact, we're that's coming fight. up. Much sooner than the NFL season. We're going to fight. Just straight up. Sure. And I like fighting. It's Power Rankings Tuesday. <laughs> it is, and we're going to power a- rank the top 13 teams in college football. As opposed to you know asking you to consume our top 13 guards in the NFL. <laughs> we, we went, you know, we could. We could do something different here. And it'll be something we do throughout the college football season. Uh, we got to come up with a catchy name for this. Tank wants it to be, you know, something with alliteration because that's what he wants to title everything. Mm-hmm. Anything we do has to start with all the same letter. Yes. 
I love alliteration. We will do the power ranking of the uh, top 13 contenders in college football coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Today's daily draft is going to be centered around the most important players, non-quarterback players, in the NFL to your team's chances of success in 2023 because we have some, well, we have some contract negotiations that are taking place at the moment, early stages of training camp. Uh, Saquon Barkley, congratulations to him for getting his deal. Which was $990,000 more than what the tag would have paid. Well, I mean, chance, chance to earn more money. Did, did we have to do all the, uh, all the, all the gnashing of teeth, all the things? Do we have to do that? Okay. <laughs> Is going to play at uh, $10.1 million on the franchise tag this year. But no, he has gotten a deal that can now earn him up to $11 million. All Congratulations, right. Saquon. I mean, that's he changed, he changed uh, agents just for that extra $900,000. I'll bet you he paid CAA more than $900,000 just to be his agent. Uh, no, I, no doubt. <laughs> but... Uh, anyway, he got the deal. He's he's out of the way, so that's no longer a concern. Josh Jacobs, obviously, still talking about holdouts. Zach Martin, he's got a holdout as well. What? Hit your, hit your button. Oh, we got breaking news? Hit, hit, hit your button. I love it when we got breaking news. Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? I love God the dance. That is, that is awful. Love the dancing. It's from uh, at, our buddy at Rap Sheet, the Dallas Cowboys and rising star Trayvon Diggs have agreed to terms on a five-year contract extension. Let's play a fun game of how much money did he get? $75 million. Too low. You're not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Good Lord. Let me put it this way. If you took the number you said and add three of Britney Spears' houses to it, you might get in the wheelhouse of where it begins. Five years, $97 million. Max value of $104 million. That's a lot of coin. Wow. Wowie wowzers. That's... (laughs) That's a lot of money for a guy that gets just toasted quite often. Ah, but he gives you all the highlight plays. He gives you all of the interceptions. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I get it. That's that's a thing. Uh, I mean, as a Jets fan, I just looked at that and went, we're going to have to give Sauce a billion dollars. Uh, there are two corners in the NFL that have ever gotten a contract that was over $100 million. Uh, right. Denzel Ward, Jalen Ramsey. Is Trayvon Diggs better than either one of them? No, no. Okay, uh, so I, I'm just trying to I'm trying to slot this in the pantheon of the NFL. Uh, guys that have gotten deals over ninety million dollars: Xavier Howard, Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey. Is Trayvon Diggs better than anybody I just said? No, no. Eighty. Jair Alexander, J.C. Jackson. Not there yet. Oh, well, he was better than J.C. Jackson last, last year. year. But then again, so was the Cherub Zinnigan. So, <laughs> that's, that's, much. that's a year. None in the 70s. Woof. I mean, I get it. You get a, you, you got to lock a guy up, and, and, the, and contracts are getting bigger. But mm-hmm. I just have a weird feeling that that deal is going to age like a dairy product that was left outside 
on Friday. Okay, so Trayvon. It's 104. So Trayvon Diggs gets five years. What was it, 90? How much? 97? Uh, uh, 97. 97. I, do, I don't see anything about the guarantee. Mm-hmm. So here's the but question. it's going to be a mess. How much... How much is Patrick Sertan's next contract go big? $247 million. <laughs> uh, Sauce Gardner, you already mentioned him. That's got to be that's got to be five years at 120. I, I, I would love to be inside the brain of Zach Martin right now. Like, wait just a Hold on a minute. I've been the best guard in the NFL for a decade. He may not be the best corner on this team. <laughs> well, that's not okay. true. Well, he's got Stefan Gilmore now, so it might be. Yeah, but Stefan at age 33, is he – can you really compare that to Trayvon Diggs? Uh, and what the year. ceiling could be? Well, I mean, if I mean, you're going his... over five years, I'm talking about right now. Right this oh, second, yeah. who is the number one corner of the Dallas Cowboys? It's Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. That's just – that seems like a lot. And for me, that's – in a vacuum, I don't care that much. Mm-hmm. Like just looking at the number, did they overpay? Yes, they did. That is too much money for that player. But then I'm I'm looking at the the fallout behind that of okay, are you going to get Zach Martin done now? Because if I'm him, I'm sitting back going, I was already holding out, uh, and now not only am I holding out, I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Now I'm holding out and I'm mad. I just, I, I mean. Woof. Woof. <laughs> Pennywise said Jerry Jones is here for a good time, not a long time. He's going full George Strait. Jeremy Green. Yep. Well, don't have long. Might as well get it done while I can. Uh, that's a lot of money. Speaking of a lot of money, Chris Jones wants a lot of money. Chris Jones, I mean, he's he's what? On your ranking of defensive linemen in the NFL, he's two. Behind Aaron Donald? Do you have anybody else ahead of him? DeForest Buckner? Maybe? For me, that's a tier of basically three. Quinnen? I would say it's uh, Aaron Donald is one. I would say Quinnen and Chris Jones are 2A and 2B. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Simmons is really close. And then you get into those secondary, like the Javon Hargraves and DeForest Buckner, who you mentioned, mm-hmm. Dexter Lawrence. And, and I'm going to say this as clearly as I can. Pay that man his, his money. money. <laughs> but, but I don't think I'm saying that for the reason. And it's almost ironic that this cowboy thing broke right as we were getting ready to talk about this. Mm-hmm. How do you look Pat Mahomes in the face and go, there are actively six quarterbacks in the NFL that are making more money than you because you wanted the long-term commitment and you were being a team guy. And now you're the seventh, pay, seventh highest paid quarterback in the league. And you'll be outside of the top 10 within a year. Mm-hmm. How do I look at that guy and go, yeah, we can't get it done with, with, uh, with Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey. He's the third highest paid tight end in the league. And Dallas go and Mark Andrews are just nipping on his heels. Mm-hmm. He's worth $25 million a year. He makes fourteen five. And why? For situations like this. Chris Jones is the only player. Well, he and Nick Bolton. That's the only two players on that Kansas City defense that I look at and go, you are not debatable. 
Mm-hmm. It, this is non-negotiable. You must be here because this is integral to our ability to win Super Bowls, which is what we promised Patrick Mahomes. It's what we promised Pat, uh, Travis Kelsey, and I have to get it done. Mm-hmm. I am not usually a fan of giving in to these things. This is a time that I am. But it's, he wants $30 million a year. Mm-hmm. Is that too much to ask? Absolutely, it's too much. And we're not going to get there. I see no path that we get there. Yeah, Quinn and Williams wanted that too. Guess what he settled for? 24. Mm-hmm. Does Chris Jones deserve more than that? Yes, he does. Because he's done more in this league. Okay. And this is his last bite at the apple. Now, I would say if you go to Chris Jones because he is a free agent after this season, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I believe you're right. If you go to him and say 100, 100 over four, let's go. I, done. That's how I think that whole conversation goes. Because conversely, I can look at Chris Jones and go, Pat's not the highest paid quarterback in the league. Travis Kelsey not the highest paid tight end in the league. Mm-hmm. So you wanting to be on the top side of the market, we're trying to keep this band together and keep uh, filling jewelry boxes. So you're going to have to do the same. Yeah. And I, I look, I've Chris Jones was one of the first absolute grand slams I hit as a draft evaluator because I had him in my top 15 when he came out. And everybody told me I was out of my mind. And when they took him in the second round, I went, yep, that'll go down as the best pick in this draft and it won't be close. Mm-hmm. I've always thought he was a really good dude. I've always thought he was a really team guy, and I just don't buy that this one's going to carry on for a long time. Yep. Uh, Chris Jones is a he will be an a a um, uh, unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. He's on the last year of a twenty million dollar a year contract. Four years, eighty million mm-hmm. was the last one he got, and that was uh, and that was market standard then. Now he doesn't want to go into one of these uh, lame duck years where, I, I mean, I know I'm going to get franchised if we don't get this done. Mm-hmm. Boy, what happens if I get hurt? I'm 29 years old. I'll be 30 before negotiations happen next year. I want this done right now. And I struggle to believe a franchise as good as the Kansas City Chiefs aren't going to get it done. When you see how many of these guys have been done in the last, what, 18 months? Yep. You know, Leonard Williams. Uh, Hargrave, who got the deal in free agents last year, Dexter Lawrence, who got paid, Deron Payne, Jeffrey Simmons, Quentin Williams. Y- you you have to get this done. Yep. The bill's come and due, and Chris Jones deserves it. Now, $30 now, million is crazy. Well, $30 million is insane. Uh, the 32 that Aaron Donald is making right now is insane. Mm-hmm. As good as he is, and I would argue he is the best player in the NFL that's not a quarterback. His team's still awful. Mm-hmm. His team's still awful, and I feel like the Rams have probably done everything in their power to let it be known. We, we'd move him for the right amount. It's I, I'm not, I'm not to that point, but you go to Chris Jones and just say, "Look, twenty five million, a hundred overall, sixty five guaranteed incentives can take it up to one ten. Let's go." Let's go. You keep being the guy that you've been. You'll hit that 110. You'll be at 20. Let's see. That would make it 27 and a half a year. Anybody have any problems there? Uh, And the eyes have it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it done. You take Chris Jones off of that defense. It goes in the tank in a hurry. Right. It's toothless. Like he he is the driver Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. Is it not weird to anybody that every end that has played in this defense has been serviceable at the very least then they go other places and 
not so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's because he's there. Right. This is what I've said about the New York Jets. Yeah, you've got seven defensive ends that I like, and you know why I like them? Because I know what's on the inside of them. I, I know Quinnen Williams is playing inside them. You have to double him, or he will annihilate the vast majority of interior linemen in this league. Chris Jones, same way. And I can make the argument Chris Jones is a better pass rusher than Quinnen Williams is. He ha- he At the very least, he has been historically. Mm-hmm. And the way that they use him mm-hmm. is much more versatile. Switching him on the outside of the line, back to the inside, back to the outside. He's the, the closest yeah. thing in the league we have Darren Donald. And I don't <laughs> even think it's debatable because he's the one of the only guys that's used that exact same way. Mm-hmm. So you, you just have to get this done. When you're in a window like this and you've got two uh, – look, this was the, always the underrated thing to me about the Brady years in New England. Tom Brady did not make as much money as he could have. I'm going to give you a little back. It's not an insane amount. You know, Mahomes is making 45. He could be making 55. He's probably worth 75. Mm-hmm. But you got to take that savings and, and continue pouring it right back into the team. Right. You're doing a great job drafting. You know, this is a front office that drafts as well, if not better, than every team in the league. But when you got a guy like this who is special, and you're going to be top-heavy because you've got mm-hmm. so many high-end players, right. you've got to get it done. You already have... Aaron Donald, he's the only one over thirty million a year, right? Yes, I mean he's seven million dollars ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. The highest AAV outside of Aaron Donald is Quinn Williams, and he's got him by seven point, almost seven million dollars, almost eight million dollars a year. Wow. So no, I'm not going to break the top of the market. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. It's like the Deshaun Watson deal all over again. Cleveland had to do that, and I have no qualms that they did it. But look at the hard line that Baltimore drew with Lamar Jackson of, we're not going to do that. And they didn't. And there was some gnashing of teeth, but you finally got it done. Mm -hmm. There are certain guys that, do we have to play this game? I know how this is going to end, so do we have to play this game where we, well, will they or won't they? Or could he possibly seek a trade? Uh, Stop. Chris Jones seeks a trade. Where's he going to go? Does he want to go play for the Bears? I'm... I mean, no shade at the Bears. I've been, I feel like we've had a, a come together offseason where we're all in the right direction. Right. It's a big old difference between you and and Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I don't think he's that guy. Yeah. So maybe, you know, cut out all the nonsense. Just sit at a negotiating table and don't leave till you get it done. TJ Watt's got $28 million a year in his average annual value of his contract that he just landed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But now he's an edge. Right. But what I'm Joey saying Bosa's is in the same you, neighborhood, and Nick Bosa will be real, real, oh yeah. real soon. That's what I and and I wanted to use that as the litmus. Are you going over that if you're Kansas City? Do you consider going over that? I would almost treat this like I was buying a car. All right, I'm go or buying a house or any big ticket item that you could possibly buy. I'm going to in this case, I would it, buying the house or the car. I'd be looking at HWA here if I'm Brett Veach and and Andy Reid, and I, I'm looking at each other. Going, I want to be here, which is twenty five million a year. Mm-hmm. He has the he has a very tangible argument that we use him as an edge, and so we should at least consider some kind of hybrid edge deal. Yes, twenty five million. By the way, would put him on the same average annual value as Miles Garrett, AJ Brown, Laramie Tunsil, believe it or not, Geno Smith. 
quarterback. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, and I'm fine with that. Yes, yeah, but 20- I would be looking at him going, I want to be at 25. Mm-hmm. If we have to go to 28, I really love this car. I really love this house, and I want to, I want to get this right. done. And if I'm Chris, I'm going, yeah, I want 30, but I'll settle for 28. Exactly. And that's how it ends. Is that you go in. <laughs> All right, you want 25, I want 30. Let's meet in the middle at 27.5 go get some beers, boys. Yep. Like Rex Ryan said, let's go get a snack. I was going to say, give me 28.1, put me a notch just above TJ Watt, and I'll be happy. For me, I'd be like, okay, that's what you want. Let's do it. Greater good here. You got full on, was it Ross Perot or George W. Bush? Uniter, not a divider. (laughs) I'm going to guess the way you said it, it was probably Well, I said it like George W. Bush. I can say anything that way. That doesn't mean he said it. Uh, You are in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN. Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We're going to do the top 13 college football playoff team power ranking coming up at the 4 o'clock hour. One of the teams near the top of that power ranking is the Michigan Wolverines. and They may have to start out the season with a different coach. We'll give you the details next. The original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at SilveradosWNC.com. SilveradosWNC.com. Real estate isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It is the Sportsocracy. We're bumping up uh, just a bit outside here just a moment before we get into the Jim Harbaugh talk. We we had an action-packed open to the show. You got Trayvon Diggs. You got Chris Jones. So, you know, you got to move things up sometimes. We've already started with uh, some breaking news, so today is a good day. You got to have some major fluidity. Major, major fluidity, fluidity. <laughs> uh so yard barker put out a uh since we're going to talk college football coming up uh in the four o'clock hour yard barker put out a, a a a list of the best names in college football rowdy bears yep rowdy bears is number one's not close there's one of them tied in for the florida international panthers 
Yes. Right? Uh, Rowdy Beers, six foot four, two hundred and twenty-five pound tight end slash defensive end from Valor Christian High School in Littleton, Colorado. He is the he's the baby on the block. Best names in college football. That's also his real name, which is just a tip of the cap to the parents of you looked at that kid when he was born and went, you are going to grow up to be awesome. Uh, and how many NIL deals can he get? How many, how many breweries I, I can feel jump like, onto that? I feel like he should have one with us where it's just me and rowdy beers talking about how many uh, domestic lights you can cram down at one time. Uh, from LSU defensive back, major burns, major, major burns. burns. That one's self-explanatory. Pig Cage. He's a linebacker for the <laughs> UT San Antonio Roadrunners. Let's go. Meep, meep. Old Pig Cage. Louisville native transferred from LSU to UTSA as a sophomore in 2021. Uh, and, of course, Kool-Aid McKinstry of Alabama. I if do love did- that he showed up at uh, Media Days wearing a Kool-Aid medallion. He did. He did. And... The last in the line of top five names in college football in 2023. General Booty. Nope. He didn't make the top five list. Invalid list. I like this one better. Defensive back for the University of Central Arkansas. Dude Person. His name is literally Guy Guy. I mean, look, that's good, but General Booty, okay, just there's there's that's yeah. blogs that that blogs here yeah the old the the tight end from uh from oklahoma right quarterback. he's is he is he yeah he's quarterback oh no he changed positions he's a tight end now oh really yeah yeah that's worked out great every time we've done it uh <laughs> he yeah he's he's changed positions to a tight end of course you got decoldus crawford uh, one's, yeah, that was pretty good. Decoldest. I, I still love that he got an, an NIL deal with a uh, an HVAC. Heating company. and cooling, yeah, absolutely. SOS Heating and Cooling. Um, Storm Duck, obviously from Carolina, who now plays at Penn State. Uh, there, there's also a, a defensive end from Boston College that I'm not going to say his name, but I'll, I'll spell it for you. It's S-H-I-T-T-A-S-I-L-L-A-R. Yeah. L-A-H. Yeah. yeah I, uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, no, not going to. Yeah, you will Salah not. at uh, defensive end. <laughs> yeah, you won't get through that one without getting a, a fine on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fat Watts also on the honorable mention. He's a wide receiver from Tulane. His name is Fat Watts, and they spell it P-H-A-T. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, my story, and and hold on to your hats here, but it, it it be, is a Major League Baseball story. We told you yesterday, Major League Baseball trade deadline coming up, which means that you've got calls happening all over the league, and there is one player that is the only player that I even vaguely care about that could possibly be traded in the next week. And it's, it's modern-day Babe Ruth himself, Shohei Otani. Well, now a report has come out that two teams – have called on the availability of Mr. Otani. I have my bell mm-hmm. right here in front of me. Mm-hmm. You name who called that makes even the vaguest rational sense, and I'll tell you when you're right. New York Yankees. No. Boston Red Sox. No. Uh, L.A. Dodgers. No. Uh, okay, so uh, Chicago White Sox. No. Uh, <laughs> Texas Rangers. No. Uh, All those teams have money. 
Miami Marlins. Uh, all right, now you're getting closer. You're, it's still a no. Kansas City Royals. Nope, that's a bad team. These are two that are better than we expected them to be. They still don't ever spend money ever. Cincinnati Reds. No, but you're you're, you're now you're in the ballpark. Uh, I don't know. The Arizona Diamondbacks ah, there's, okay. and the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> okay. All right. I I look. I don't. Uh, I don't like baseball. I pay enough attention to it to where when people say, "Oh, you just you don't even know the sport," I can go, "Oh yeah, watch this." Peter Angelos has not spent in the last thirty years combined what it would cost to get Shohei Otani, and I feel like every fan of Baltimore should go, "Wait a minute." Why did you even call? You're not going to pay him. We know that. The only reason you're good now is because you've drafted so well because you were awful forever. Yep. How does that conversation even go? Hey, we, we like Shohei Otani. Awesome. We want your eight best players. How does that sound? No. Because we don't want to pay him in four months. I'd just love to hear. We traded you the Arizona Diamondbacks. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I'm blocking it. Yeah. Uh, you don't have a no trade clause. Don't care. I have a, I'm not getting on that playing clause. How about that? I, I, I'm all for the uh, Baltimore Orioles in this situation. I, I mean, I mean I'm not averse time, to it. The last time they tried to pay somebody, it didn't work out too well. In fact, I think Crash Davis still has the highest salary on that team. He ain't even play for them anymore. And hasn't in quite some time. No. That was the biggest contract they ever gave out at seven years, $161 million, and they got two good seasons out of him. Yeah. Maybe. The, uh, and now, allegedly, the Cincinnati Reds called, and and unfortunately, that call went something like this. Uh, um, what am I doing here? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, the, uh, Ellie De La Cruz. I, wrong, wrong number. Right. New phone. Who it is? Shohei Otani, I will guarantee you, he's not going to the Baltimore Orioles. No. And if he did, or he won't Arizona be there long. Because that is a contract negotiation I would love to be a, a part of. Uh, well, we want to give him $300 million. Awesome. That pays for him as a hitter. Now let's talk about him as a pitcher. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to charge you another $200 yeah, million on that that's Take that number and double it, and we're talking. But until you do that. We're not. No, you got to be a half a bill to get in this conversation. Easy. And if it, if his agent settles for anything less than that, fire him. Hire me. I don't even know how the contracts work. I don't care. I'm just. I would literally show up to every negotiation, and take a cocktail napkin. I'm gonna write a number on this piece of paper. I'm gonna slide it to you, and everyone would open it, and it would just say seventeen whole messes of money. Mm -hmm. How much is that? Whatever number's in your head, it's that <laughs> times two. It's that times two. <laughs> All right, this is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. And, yeah, the Michigan Wolverines, they got a lot of hopes for this season, as they should, winning the Big Ten back-to-back -back years, making uh, the college football playoff, even though they haven't really, you know, made a, made a statement in the playoffs yet. They may have to start the year without their head coach. We'll tell you why next. 
since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. At Ingles, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingles and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. sportsocracy pull up your pants take off the bra and be a man oh the michigan football program finds itself in trouble well i can't really say again because we already knew about this this was this was all from the impermissible benefits given and contacts with recruits during the coronavirus shutdown and extra practices and having uh analysts on the field actually conducting practices and drills, which you can't do. We've known about this for a while. The NCAA, you know, issued its notice of allegations long time ago. But now we're coming to a resolution of this where um, the, 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 the crime that the NCAA cares about the most was not actually the benefits and the extra practice coaches and all of that, it was the fact that Jim Harbaugh lied to the NCAA about it. Now, his stance is, I just forgot. I forgot. I That's... forgot. I forgot some details. I wasn't I wasn't withholding information because it made me look bad and, didn't, and made me look like I didn't have control of my program. I just forgot some things. And then when you came back to ask me about it later, okay, then my memory got jogged and I changed my statements on some things. Well, the NCAA maintains he lied. Jim says it was just, you know, omissions, memory problems. He was trying the whole Andy Pettit thing. Remember that? The the I misremembered stuff with him and Roger Clemens. Well, they, they're, they've come to an agreement, apparently. And the agreement is that Jim Harbaugh will accept the suspension for four games to start out the 2023 college football season look michigan is one of those teams that when we do our power rankings of teams they're not going to have to wait a great long time or are they're going to have to wait a great long time before they hear their name yes because i bet i have them higher than anybody else does and i could genuinely not care less if i tried if jim harbaugh didn't coach the first four games 
First four games, you know, we could have a great kickoff game. Well, that's against East Carolina. Yes. So, and, and look, nobody loves the fighting Mike Houston's of East Carolina more than I do. I'm gonna. I'm. You know, th- this might be spicy. I love the team returning a quarterback that that I like. You know, not Holt Nailers, but a quarterback that I like. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of talent. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you're not going to the big house and beat Michigan. No, nope. just a thought. No, nope. they they, they I mean, did that one time before with a team in North Carolina. <laughs> Have a funny feeling that we're going to talk about that a time or two before that game. Right. Don't think you're going to go in there and beat them. Second week, UNLV. You could play the Water Boys against you uh, for Michigan against UNLV, and you would beat them thirty-eight to nothing. <laughs> uh, third game, Bowling Green. You 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 remember that thing I just said about UNLV? Same thing here, only it would be 58 to nothing. Now, surely the final week of a four-game suspension would mean something to the outcome of the Michigan Wolverine football program and their season. It's it, it's easily the second most daunting game on this schedule. And it's the Rutgers fighting Scarlet, Scarlet Knights. Nice. There you go. A team that was 4-8 and eight last season. Those are the first four games of the season for which Jim Harbaugh could be suspended, may be suspended, probably will be suspended. This is not official. This is just the the report of the deal, of the agreement, preliminary, is there will be a four-game suspension. Jim Harbaugh's wife could coach this team. Uh, and I don't even know if she knows anything about football. Uh, she's done care. enough. Jim Harbaugh's wife's done enough. It was some of her actions that landed them in this hot water. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, they were using her, I guess, as a go-between with some of the McDonald's bags. I don't know. <laughs> no, that was Tennessee. All right, they, they paid a tight end to gave him, we gave this recruit's mom money. Then he went to Georgia. He didn't give the money back. Right, that is an inefficient way of using your funds. So four game suspension for Harbaugh. Um, there's already been a show cause penalty come down for Mike McDonald, who was the defensive coordinator and is now what he's defensive coordinator for, for the, the Ravens. Ravens. So. That's yeah, a, I'm, I'm he sure got he fine. got a year show calls, which doesn't hurt anything. It uh, doesn't hurt him at all. Anyway, plus there were uh, two other Michigan assistants that are going to receive sanctions. Offensive coordinator Sharon Moore. So if he gets suspended, I guess you got to turn it over to. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know who you're going to turn it over to. Again, you could turn it over to just about anybody for those first four games. And the tight ends coach Grant Newsom also going to have to. Uh, serve some kind of a suspension or get some kind of a sanction out of all of this yeah the cheerleading coach could show up and win these four games but it's like so you know I, it just doesn't bother me. it's like it, it's like i try to tell my kids all the time if you screw up take responsibility for it own up to your mistakes say i'm sorry and move on it's the lying about it that's going to get you in trouble jim harbaugh would not have missed a single game or a paycheck to me it's more about the paycheck i get he's not hurting for money but still and I'm just I'm to a point with the NCAA until you until you get your own house in order. I really don't want to hear you tell me about how all these other people did nefarious things. That well, if you hadn't lied to us, why in the world would I tell you the truth? You are the most toothless organization in all of sports. I don't care what you think. Frankly, you couldn't even legislate who can pay what to who. It has gotten so bad with you that Joe Manchin and Tommy Tuberville have had to try to take over how we do this. <laughs> I, I just, 
I absolutely detest the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Because you have done so many things to make this sport. That I love so much. Genuinely, I love college football as much as I love professional football. Now, our, our listenership has shown over the years, you like pro football and you Way like better. fantasy football and all of those things. We're hoping we can ingratiate you into college this year, and we're going to try. And if it goes the same way it's going in the past, guess what? Mm-hmm. It'll be more fun, more pro. Uh, ju- uh, yeah, uh, I can't say that nope, name. Can't. I can't say that name. I was about to be like, no! No, don't say no! it! No! Don't say it! Um, he's a wonderful member That's of Rob the House Johnson. of Representatives. I'll go ahead and tell you who it is. <laughs> yeah, he changed his name. Be careful doing that. We might yeah. accidentally say these things one day, and then Thanks. we would, much like the t- chat with the NCAA, we would say, get our hands popped. Let's just say he's the most valuable member of the House of Reprehensibles. Uh, he said, would the punishment have been worse 10 years ago? Absolutely, I think it would. I don't. Oh, come on. What, what are you going to do? Uh, are you going to make him fire Jim Harbaugh? Uh, Name me one time that's ever happened ever. No, but back before all of this existed with the, you know, the, the, the extra benefits and things like that, that players get today, it would have been, it would have been worse. Okay. What would it have been? Oh, and let me go one step further. Mm -hmm. Give me the example that tells you any of that. This is the old Jerry Jerry Tarkanian line. Michigan does something wrong and Youngstown state goes on probation. Yeah. I changed the team names. I don't remember who he said, and I don't really care. Right. No, this is, I mean, it might have been, you might've slapped them with some scholarships or Mm -hmm. something like that, but a team like Michigan, I'm not even sure how much that matters Uh, because at this point, okay. All right. So you're a walk on, I can make it up with NIL money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You have to pay for your education. I just dinged myself. (laughs) Uh, All right. So we can't give you a scholarship. Awesome. We got this big blue foundation over here. You're going to be hawking cars for Bubba Jimmy's used car lot. They're going to pay you in a McDonald's bag in cash. That's fun. Which is the best way to take your money. No doubt. Cash is king. Let's go. Because not only does it spend pretty, it also smells wonderful. I, I have virtually no sense of smell, so I, which is weird. Well, I mean, I'm a 30-year smoker, so it's... It, who shocked? <laughs> I don't have the greatest taste buds either. Right. That's why uh, I live on a steady diet of fireball and domestic lights. So, yeah, no, Jim Harbaugh facing a four-game suspension. Obviously, it's a slap on the wrist. All the Michigan haters are going to be like, oh, here you go, skirt and punishment again. Well, this is what and we skirt do. And pun- oh, what, do you, what do you want them to do? The, I mean, because the, to me, this is a stupid rule anyway. Oh, you can't have coaches on the field. Then why are we doing Mm-hmm. We don't care about what the coaches do in the first place. It's just it's so disingenuous, and it, it it irks me. And we get to these points where the NCAA wants to go. To, all right, let, let me let me see if I can draw a parallel here. The NCAA to me is like the, the they try to be the cool dad, where they're like, oh, I, I let my kids they, they they have a beer as long as I'm here, and then company shows up and. They don't clean their room and they yell. Like, oh, wait a minute. Don't be that. You're not that guy. No matter how bad you want to be, Tom, it, it doesn't work that way. I hate the NCAA. 
Oh, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm going to draw the parallel. Mm -hmm. I grew up a huge boxing fan. I said for many years, the associations that ran boxing were going to absolutely demolish it. And they did. And they did. And now we're to this point where we get, what, two fights a year? And that's for me that really cares about this. The rest of you could care less. No. Don't even know who I'm talking about. Hadn't had a fight since Pacquiao Mayweather that anybody cared about. And if, if it wasn't for this sport being so good and it being such a consumable product and it being the filter system to the NFL and it being something you could wager on, the NCAA would be doing the same thing to college football. Uh, fortunately for you, you have a product that's so good that you can't screw it up. So, good for you. Your stepdad, you come in and be that disciplinarian. Why does your why does your garage smell like a dead skunk? I take that back. There have been three fights since then. They were all with the same two dudes. The Fury Wilder trilogy. Yeah, and even those didn't touch what Pacquiao made. No, no, they didn't. Those didn't really touch what uh, Floyd Mayweather McGregor did. Right. So, it's... Yeah. Oh, Jim Harbaugh gets four-game suspension. Weird. Isn't it ironic that that's the number they came down on because they have to travel to Nebraska for that fifth game? I tell you, I'm sure that's just an irony. I, I'm sure they didn't do that on purpose. Well, he went... They went, we want to suspend you for half the season. And he went, no. No. That's no, at, no, that's at Nebraska, at Minnesota. It's not happening. They, but, yeah, those first four cupcakes? Yeah. Let's do that. They worked it. They whittled it down to four. He's like, I can, I can miss those and we'll be just fine. The Michigan football program is going to be just fine. They return a lot from last year, and they are very high on the power ranking here in the sportsocracy of the best teams going into the 2023 college football season our power rankings tuesday will kick off basically uh after the sports at the top of the hour and it's gonna kick off with just a whale of an argument because i keep hearing very similar things and it just so happens to be from people like tank where you keep saying something and your rationale doesn't make a whole lot of sense to Mm -hmm. me Yep, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Stick with us. Uh, coming up next, we got Jeremy's bangers for the night and baseball. The Atlanta Braves taking on my Boston Red Sox. That's in the bangers next. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. 
Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home. When it's time to buy, visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage. At Ingalls, we're all in for summer. We have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. You win some, you lose some, and yesterday I lost some. Then I won, uh, that's never good odds. But it's baseball, and you just got to keep swinging the bat, as they say. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. Tonight in baseball, there's two games that really tickle my fancy. Not because I would watch either one of them if you paid me $1,000, but because I do see very nice gambling abilities in both of them. The first one, the Windy City rivalry between the White Sox and the Cubs. If you watch more than 15 seconds of this game, you need to have your head examined. Or you're a really loyal Chicago sports fan who also needs to have their head examined because these two teams are awful. But the Chicago Cubs have been slightly less awfuler than their Windy City counterparts here recently, and that is not taken into account because they're actually the dog in this. So I'm going to take the Cubs plus the 115 to win outright, and I'll go over the nine. Anytime you get two teams this bad, I don't really believe in the starters. I'm going to lean to over the number. Then, in a matchup of two of the most popular teams in baseball, you get the Atlanta Braves and the Boston Red Sox. That should be a rousing game, right? Well, except for the fact that right now the the pitcher for the Red Sox tonight is TBD because their starter, who was supposed to pitch tonight, is on paternity leave, which means you're going to get one of those sweet bullpen games where they start a middle reliever and you pitch nine guys. There's no one problem with that. The Red Sox bullpen is absolutely god-awful, and they are going to get shellacked by the best team in Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves. Now, I'm only catching minus 140 in the money line, which means I'm not going to make a ton off of this, but this is absolutely the easiest cinch bet I think I've ever seen in Major League Baseball. I'll also go over 10.5 at minus 110 in runs scored because Atlanta, as I said, is going to shellack the Red Sox and might take care of that themselves for more find us on all the social medias at the sportsocracy and as always love the savings with angles love the winnings with me mull it out he's a degenerate gambler you are a smelly pirate hooker and he's cheaper than oxygen he's useless but somehow they make it work jeremy green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles supermarkets It is the Sportsocracy. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday, and we welcome you into the Ingles studio. If you're just joining us, ah, football season just right around the corner in today's Power Ranking. Top 13 in college football, the most likely teams to make a run at or win the college football title this year. Georgia, of course, riding high after back-to-back national championships and the odds on favorite to pull it out again 
to make the three-peat. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that momentarily. <laughs> By momentarily, he means a while, because as we do with the power rankings, you start at the bottom, now we're like, you're here. We're like Drake, start yeah. from the bottom, now we're here. Uh, so we will start at 13. Georgia will not be mentioned for a great long while. But um, we appreciate you tuning in on this Power Rankings Tuesday. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. And, of course, we're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can see us on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel, and join us in the chat. It's not a mandatory, but it certainly helps you keep up with Indeed. what we're doing because we got these uh, nifty little graphics on the screen. And also, while you're there, open up the description of the YouTube video, and don't forget to follow those links if you want to be in on the ultimate uh, draft contest, the uh, Beer City's be, what is it? Beer City's Ultimate Fantasy Football Draft contest thank you uh where we will host your draft you and uh 12 or fewer of your or 11 or fewer of your league mates will host your draft we'll give you the red carpet treatment we'll call out the picks like they do at the actual draft we're going to stream it online all of that get in on the contest while it's gonna you be can. a whole day we got a we got, we got a whole plan with this. Also, you can get your not only your tickets for the contest, but you can also uh, go ahead and make your donation to Evelyn Charities for the Battle for the Belt. This year's uh, Battle for the Belt competition split into two different contests. We've got the standard weekly contest that you can get in at any time. You just have to finish in the top three of the week. You're put into our finals. Or you can play the season-long Eliminator. Also, if you don't win the draft contest, we'll be drawing slots into a sportsocracy league that you can play against us week in and week out in a season-long fashion. Uh, and the Mullet Man and the Canadan Fantasy Guide will be at your fingertips with your uh, entry. You can get that package that will uh, include the the Mullet Man and the Canadan Fantasy Preview as well. Uh, there's a cool little feature of that that we will be announcing on Thursday's show because there will be a nice little promo over the weekend. If you've already signed up, you get this anyway. If you haven't signed up, you get it too, because we're not going to have a show for four days. Jeremy has been called to charitable golf. The golf. Yeah. He's going golf. He was going to try to beef it up like, oh, I'm just being a man of the people and a philanthropist and such. No, it's for charities. For the, it's the, uh, you got Owen, you got Reynolds. It's their uh, fundraiser. Absolutely. So, uh, so Jeremy's going to go, Jeremy's going to go golfing and, uh, and we will reconvene here on Tuesday after Thursday's show. So we'll, uh, we'll have more details on the fantasy football doings of the sportsocracy coming to you on Thursday, but check the links in the description of the YouTube video and, of course, on all of our social medias. You can find the links there as well if you want to get in on the uh, draft hosting contest uh, plus the battle for the belt uh, and, uh, and, and all that that entails. Now, Power Rankings Tuesday, top 13. Let's get into it. Top 13 teams in college football for 2023. Number 13 is the Clemson Tigers. I saw somebody earlier say that nobody said anything about Clemson. Oh, let me tell you why. Uh, it was abundantly clear that the the atrophy of staff losses was catching up to Clemson last year. Mm -hmm. But they got Garrett Riley. Mm -hmm. yeah, they did. Not so sure that, that helps you out. Also, damn near positive that you're not the best team in the ACC. Mm -hmm. That's a... That's another team that's near and dear to my heart who we'll talk about long time from now. 
Clemson football program, it wasn't the greatest of years last year, although they still still did win the ACC championship, just demolishing North Carolina in the championship game. And but here's the thing. Uh, I mean, is this the year? Is this the year that uh, Cade Klubnik finally is on display for all of us to ooh and ah at? It is still an uber talented program. Is he the best quarterback in the state of South Carolina? Oh, I thought that would be much easier for you to answer. Really? You've got him that close to Spencer Rattler? Just a little bit. Oh. Okay. Look, I, I I get tired of people talking about Spencer Rattler being an NFL quarterback. I still saw at South Carolina, he is, I mean, he's a fine starter. He's a top 25 quarterback in the country. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Cade Globing's that. He's very ballyhooed. But you're going to find out as we do this, there are a lot of these teams that you keep telling me how good they are. I don't know that. There are a handful of teams in this country. I know exactly how good they are because they returned to everybody, and I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Clemson to me is a it's a hypothesis. I you know they've been good forever. They're talented. They also have lost a lot year in and year out. And I'm going to say this as clearly as I can. I'm not actually sure Dabo Sweeney's a good coach. Hmm. I know he's a good recruiter. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's a good coach. Because had, of the three losses last year? No, because it's – it. all right, Brent Venables leaves. Brent Venables is not a head coach. I'm not backing off that. You, Oklahoma, got news for you. You ain't going to see them anywhere near this. He's a good defense coordinator. Mm-hmm. He ran the defense. Tony Elliott and, the, and Jeff Scott and the slew of other guys that ran the offense, they leave and all of a sudden the offense doesn't look the same. All of a sudden defense doesn't look the same. Same players, different coaching. Mm-hmm. Mm. What stayed the same? was Dabo. Right. And all of a sudden it didn't look as good as it did. I mean, that's not a shot. I can say that about practically every coach in America that's not named Nick Saban. So th- none of these are shots, but they'll be taken that was, way. Was, was the DJ thing a bridge too far for you? After DJ Oyangalele is proof positive of why you should stop putting so much into recruiting mm-hmm. rankings. After he held on to do DJ Oyangalele for so long, that he took a step back for me. He just did. Like, it should not have taken you that long to go, okay, DJ's gone after all the turnovers and all the games that that, that you were losing. Go, okay, this is, this is Cade's team. But now I feel like they have every shot at chasing at Florida State because we feel like, I feel like Florida State's going to be at the top of the Atlantic. I would agree. And Clemson. Well, there are no div- uh, divisions are gone. Did they do that this year? I thought yes. that was next year. Uh, it might have been. I-, I think it was for this yeah. year, but I could be wrong. Either who. Clemson will be number two in the ACC because there's nobody in the Coastal. I'll put it this way. Clemson, <laughs> this conversation. Clemson's co- closer to North Carolina than they are to Florida State. Because Carolina would be my three. Okay. And I will say they're they're closer to Carolina than they are to the Seminoles. Mm-hmm. And that's not me being a Florida State fan. It's look at the roster and realize what they returned. They're all a year older. Cade's going to have the ability to do some special things with Clemson this year, I feel like. And you and mentioned, very well you mentioned Garrett Riley coming. And, I mean, that TCU offense, they lit it up last year. In the Big 12. Everybody mm-hmm. lights up in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. You're, this is another one of those times you're putting too much stock into something that doesn't mean squat. 
Oh, look, Garrett Riley scored a billion points. Okay, name me the defensive juggernaut he beat in the Big 12. Do they have any in the ACC, though, other than Florida State? Well, they have uh, which is more than the Big 12 has. Sure, but that's one loss. I mean, I mean that's the game look, that I look at Clemson and go, right. yeah, you're going to lose that game. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to leave it here. You can do what you want. I think Garrett Riley is a good coach. If his name was Garrett Tarkanian, uh, he would not get the hype he does <laughs> because his brother is the second or third best coach in college football. Right. He ain't his brother. Mm-hmm. He's just not. Okay. Just because they grew up in a house together. How many of you have brothers or sisters and one of you is a dumb dumb? Uh, all right. Not all of you get the same genetics. I think he's a good coach, but he is writing a lot of on his name. I, to me, that doesn't move the needle nearly as much as people are wanting to make it move the needle. Right. And now it could work out. I'm playing percentages here. And one year at TCU does not make me go, Oh, look, he's a guru like his brother. All right. Clemson's at 13. How about number 12? You've got the list. It's the Washington Huskies. This is a team that I may have them too low. And it could be that I'm just looking at the Pac-12 going, well, I believe in one of you a whole lot. And the rest of you, I don't really know what to do with. Hey, look, we're talking a lot about Colorado. I don't know if the team's ain't good. We talk about Utah from time to time, and I do like that they're bringing back a quarterback. Do I know they're good? Not really. Not really. So Washington could have a... They could have a decently easy schedule. Mm-hmm. I do like Michael Penix Jr. I'm just not as... I'm not as up in arms about this team because you have a really good quarterback, you have a really good wide receiver in Romeo Dunn's. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you're good. But I couldn't find a way to have you any higher than this. Yeah. Is I mean we we know that your offense is going to be able to put up points. They did last year. That's kind of kind of Kalen DeBoer's thing. Mm-hmm. He's a very good coach. But what about the defense? Are you uh, going to have a problem. team? Right? Is there a Pac-12 team that that can play a lick on defense outside of Utah and USC? And I don't know the answer to that. And then I look at USC and just go, okay, if you're going to win on offense, you're light years behind them to me so i like why i'm in like with washington not love number 11 it's the penn state nittany lions that's another one and you're gonna see a theme here every team that is just well who were you gonna do a quarterback well we have this guy that's been sitting behind the other guy who was fine okay so you're trying to tell me how good this quarterback is but he couldn't beat the mediocre quarterback you just had. Sean Clifford. Oh, but he played so many games. Did you ever look at him and go, man, he is awesome? No. No. So now you're telling me that the guy that sat behind him is somehow going to be better, even though he couldn't beat him out. Mm-hmm. And, and the same people that do that are the same people that said, well, Will Levis has to be awful. He couldn't beat out Sean Clifford. Or he didn't fit the system. This is the same system. Yep. The same coaching staff. It's the same everything. Yep. And this guy who has sat back here and was a Ballyhooed recruit 
I'm just supposed to think because he was a four star, he's going to slide in here and be awesome. Yeah, I don't. I don't tend to adhere to that. But we don't need him to be awesome, do we? I mean, we never needed Sean Clifford to be awesome. Uh, I mean, granted, he when did. Was, when was the last time that Penn State was really any kind of threat in the Big Ten? Hmm. And by really any kind of threat, I mean you didn't look at them and go, well, you're cute, but you're going to play Michigan and Ohio State eventually, and then it's not going to be as cute. you got to go back to Paterno for that one. I mean, look, they will breeze through the regular season other than Ohio State. Mm-hmm. The only problem is that they could lose to Ohio State by 50. An 11-1, an 11-1 Penn State team whose second best win is West Virginia or Iowa. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they play Michigan, too. So, yeah, 10-2. Because you're not beating either one of those. Yeah. But we know that the defense – the defense is their main focus. It always no has doubt. been. Defense is what wins them games. The offense can sputter, which, I mean, I really like Nicholas Singleton. He, I do, too. I think he's one of the best running backs in the country. And I think, I think they'll, just, they'll, they'll be just fine. They'll get enough plays to still be, as you said, 10-2 and two right on the outside, but they're, it's hard to overcome that mountain. Uh, Rob Johnson, who changed his name back, and I just realized that. Thank you, funny. Rob. He said, uh, 2016 Penn State had a pretty good team. They won the Big Ten. You're right, and that was in the before times of Michigan. We ain't in the before times anymore. Everybody talks about Jim Harbaugh. Well, this is why you hired him. Mm-hmm. And now those two programs are clearly better. Uh, just to me, they are. They're clearly, clearly better. And and they lost a good bit, too. Uh, before we go to break, Chad Reagan asked, where would you put Duke in the ACC? Uh, bring it back a lot from a nine-win team last year. I'm not sure that they're not four. And I'll go one step further. I'm not sure Clemson's not closer to Duke and Carolina than they are to Florida State. Wow. And yeah, that's no- not a shot at Clemson. That's that's how good I think Duke and Carolina are. Mm-hmm. Mike Elko did quietly one of the best jobs in America last year. And now he has a top six or seven quarterback in the country. I mean, Riley Leonard could go in the first round. I don't look for it, but it could happen. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I, I look at Duke and go, I don't see any reason you can't win nine games again this year. As long as they don't win that one for the victory bell, I'll be happy. Go heel. That will be more of a banger than it has been in maybe ever. Ever. It may be more than it has ever been mm-hmm. this year. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is CSPN. Asheville will continue with the top 13 power ranking of college football programs. Going into 2023, Clemson, Washington, and Penn State, 11 through 13. We get into the top 10 next. At Ingalls, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what. Who make the hard times a little softer. And the good ones, somehow, a little better. That's what family is all about. Whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingles, all the ingredients for family. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. 
Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. And we're almost there. We're almost to the college football season, the NFL season, training camps. Everybody, as I mentioned earlier in the program, everybody's in camp right now except for Pittsburgh, which starts their camp with rookies and veterans tomorrow. So this time tomorrow, everyone will be in NFL training camp and the college football season. Well, it's right around the corner, as I said, as it kicks off before the NFL season does. Week zero is five weeks. Woo! Five weeks. Ah, just let it, it rush over you. Top 13 power ranking college football teams. We got number 13, Clemson, number 12, Washington, number 11, Penn State. All really good programs. All, you know, not really historic. I mean, you got Penn State in there. Historic adjacent. Yeah, historic adjacent. There you go. Uh, at number 10, this is where it's going to get a little spicy. Yeah, yeah. Alabama! <laughs> Roll Tide! The Crimson Tide at 10 is ridiculous to me. Okay, explain it to me. Because uh, it's Alabama. It's Nick Saban. Yep. It's that, that right never-ending churn yep. of talent. And that right there is what we're going to argue about. But it's Alabama! Yep, and everybody falls off a cliff at some point. It happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. And look, I get Nick Saban's a great coach. I'll be honest with you, that's the reason they're in my top 10. But we got J.C. Latham and Dallas Turner. Awesome. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry might be the most overrated player I've ever evaluated, ever. And I like the kid. I think he's fine. Mm -hmm. But this talk of he's Sauce Gardner 2.0 is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Stupid. Uh, And then let's get – what is that – what is that position that's so important? It's the number one most important position in the – quarterback yeah oh yeah you suck at that something awful uh your great hope is a guy that threw three touchdowns and five interceptions at notre dame and got deboed by marshall that's the guy that's coming in here to save alabama Keep saying that and make it make sense to me you think, because it makes none. So, to, so, so there's no doubt to you that Tyler Buckner will be the starter. I don't care state. if he is or not. Uh, that's what I keep. Everything I'm told is that's the guy that's going to save us because Jalen Milrow cannot throw. I've seen it. He cannot do it. Now, if you're going to run the, the veer or something like that, a la Lou Holtz, Lou Holtz would just be intoxicated by this team. I don't really see how you're going to win. And on a schedule, the, in week two, you have to play Texas, mm-hmm. which is less than ideal. You have to play Ole Miss in week four at Mississippi State and Texas A&M. By the way, Mississippi State in a Mike Leach memorial year. That ain't going to be fun, and I am aggressively overweight on their futures. You have to play both those on the road. You have to play Tennessee and LSU. Mm-hmm. And then let's just say you get through all of that, and it's all hunky-dunky. You get to play Georgia in the uh, in the old SEC title game. I, I don't get it. 
th- this mantra of, well, it's Alabama, and they're always good. Yeah, have been. Mm-hmm. Had some off years, too. You know what that directly corresponds to? When it was not Tua Tungavailoa or Jalen Hurts or Bryce Young. And I got news for you. None of these dudes are that. None of them. None of them. Not even Tyler Simpson, who we haven't seen. He was a five-star last year. Okay. And and he very, he may he very well, by the end of the year, be that guy. Mm-hmm. He has to – let's say he wins this out, which he could not win the backup job last year. So when Bryce Young went down, they had to put in Jalen Milrow, who was a completely different quarterback. To me, if those things were even close, you would have played Simpson. You didn't. Mm-hmm. That tells me a lot. Okay. But let's just say. Let's say he's the five-star he comes in. Week two, you have to go in and duel with Quinn Ewers. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this team's not talented because they're always talented. You cannot continue to lose players like this and not have something that even makes vague sense to me at quarterback and me think you're not going to take a step back somewhere. You're saying this is spicy for me? ESPN, who – and look – we're, we're an affiliate. Love the mothership. <laughs> Love the mothership. Is notoriously rose-colored glasses with Alabama. Has about yep. seven. So I, I don't think I'm being that spicy. By the way, uh, Tommy Reese. That's another guy that, well, he's going to save the offense. Oh, yeah, because that juggernaut offense of Notre Dame was, I, I mean, I frankly, they scored so many points, I, I, I got lost watching it. Is this, is this uh, you know, a blip? For Nick Saban, or is this the beginning of the of of the the the, the sunset? No, this is a blip. This is a blip. Nick Saban will be one of those like Joe Paterno that coaches until he's eight hundred and fourteen years old. And guess what? This has all the makings of LSU beats him, Tennessee beats him, Georgia doesn't get a crack at him. They go ten and two. They go into some bowl game where somebody cares immensely more than they do. Yep. They get shellacked, and next thing you know, you're looking around going. Uh-oh. I just can't wrap my head around the thought that they're going to possibly lose three games at home this year, and that's crazy to me. Mm. But Keep looking at those quarterbacks. You'll figure it out pretty quick. Yep. We'll see. We shall see Alabama at number 10. And then at number 9, it's the UT Volunteers. Josh Heupel and the Volunteers, they lose a lot. Obviously, they, they've, lost some, uh, they've lost some firepower. Well, there's no more Hendon Hooker. He's in the NFL. No more Cedric Tillman. He's in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hyatt, same thing. Yeah, they lost a bunch of receivers. Uh, and in large part, those receivers were Josh Heupel's doing. Because in this offense, it's not that difficult to score points. And it's something that you don't see routinely in the SEC. Mm-hmm. There's one big difference between Tennessee and Alabama to me. I know exactly what Joe Milton is. Now, okay. could I have egg on my face because, uh, you know, Nick Saban just finds a way to make it work? Absolutely. And, and worst case scenario, they're the fifth best team in America. I would say it will make me look worse that I said Tennessee was better than them. If I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I am. My question with them is the is the defense. The same thing as it was last year. The defense got torched several times last year. It was a very bare cupboard defensively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And has that gotten any better is my question. Well, uh, it, Young, they recruited quite nicely. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it, I think it will be better this year than it was. 
I, st- I can't tell you it's going to be great, but I just I, I'm looking at this lines up exactly how it just lined up with Hendon Hooker. There is no difference in how we viewed Joe Milton going into this year and how we viewed Hendon Hooker going into last year. No, he was a very average uh, recast mm-hmm. from a disappointing career somewhere else. And, and you had would've... Hendon Hooker not gotten hurt, there is at least a 20% chance that he would have won the Heisman. Because mm-hmm. he was the only person stopping Caleb Williams from winning it to me. Yes, I would agree with that. Then they lose two games, which he misses, and it's over. I don't have a lot of reason to think you're not going to do it again. I was never impressed with anything I saw from Joe Milton when he was at Michigan. Go back and watch that Clemson tape. You'll be – I said when he was at Michigan. I I got what you said, and I don't care. Uh, Michigan could not score in a uh, a sorority house with a pocket full of hundreds Mm -hmm. when Joe Milton was at Michigan. Mm -hmm. This team is a little bit different than that. So, and look, maybe I'm buying the hype. We're close to Tennessee – I, I get it. I just I, I I feel like you dismiss them because you've got some UT bias. Let's be of honest. Of course I do. You've got some UT bias. I readily admit it. Well, at least you admit it. <laughs> I readily admit it. Hell, you asked me like three weeks ago, where would I have Tennessee? I don't know. 20? I don't know. Because I don't know what Joe Milton's going to be. Because I, I could very well see Joe Milton not being worth a damn. And then what? If that was the case, then I believe it would be the starter. I mean, make that I just sweeping declaration. Say that as much as I, and, as much and, as I can. And, and, as good as that kid is, yeah. if Joe Milton wasn't at the very least what Hendon Hooker came into Tennessee as, I'm not saying that the results are going to be the same. If you didn't go in with the same level of confidence that you went in with with Hendon Hooker last year, I believe it would be the starter. He's not. It's never even been discussed. Mm-hmm. That uh, tells me there's something to Joe Milton. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is CSPN Asheville. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. At Ingles, we're all in for summer. We have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. The original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at SilveradosWNC.com. SilveradosWNC.com. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. 
It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Yeah, you've ruffled some feathers here. I, I have. Uh, Debbie Ellis is Chris Womack sent me a, 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 a message on X. I'm never going to get used to that. That's the stupidest thing in the history of time. Just you, keep, you keep saying that Elon Musk is the is the Batman, oh, is, the, is the real Batman. life Batman. No, there was only one uh, superhero villain combination that ever tried to sell us on brand X, and it wasn't Batman. It was the Joker. You're not wrong. <laughs> that's, that's I mean that's that's them's facts, right? Uh, he was taking notes on what I said about his beloved Rotad. I I said I could be wrong. I'm just saying. That that quarterback room is it gives me the agita. <clears throat> I need a I need an Alka Seltzer in a Tums after I look at that. <laughs> uh Alabama at ten. Tennessee at nine. At number eight. Oh, this is where I'm really gonna upset somebody. In the top thirteen power ranking for twenty twenty three. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish. The Golden Domers after a uh, well, a very disappointing nine and four season last year. You, well, you say a very disappointing season. That team looked markedly different at the end. Sure they did. Compared to how they looked in the sure beginning. Sure they did, because we were talking about firing Marcus Freeman two yeah. games in. Yeah. Uh and and then and then what happened? Uh, we don't discuss what happened from there. Their only losses were to – they got – they hung with Ohio State, but it was ugly. Mm-hmm. They couldn't score. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you lose to Marshall. Then you lose to Stanford, which wasn't great. You absolutely boat raced Clemson. I mean, beat Clemson until you felt better. Yep. But this team, no doubt, has upgraded. At quarterback. Yeah, at quarterback. Now you got Sam Hartman. That's right. Sam Who Hartman is... comes in. He is he is vastly better than Drew Pine and Tyler Butner. And see, for me, I'm just looking at it. And I go back to the USC game. And what they did defensively was enough to convince me mm-hmm. that – and, yeah, you lost Isaiah Foskey. You all know how I feel about him. We don't really need to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, he's program. a great college football player. He's fine. I just don't think you lost that much. And your addition at quarterback is so good. I mean, look, I, I love Sam Hartman. You know that. You may have to to change up the playbook a little bit to get that, that mesh point thing that he does integrated into it. Mm-hmm. You'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. He's that good. And you were, like you said, it was a lot of Tyler Buckner, that guy who Alabama thinks is going to. Save the day. <laughs> He's the he third played player. two games and he got beat by Marshall. Just throwing that out there. Uh Javante Jean Baptiste. That's a, that's a name that you should stow away for Notre Dame this year. Transfer from Ohio State. He will be the edge rusher. Or the premier edge rusher, I guess, for that defense. Notre Dame's a talented team mm-hmm. with a, a legit quarterback now, and that changes a lot. At number seven, it's the Texas Longhorns. I don't know what to do with Texas, and it makes me angry. You know that I love the mullet, my mulleted brother himself, Quinn Ewers. Jarrell mm-hmm. Worthy has quite possibly the worst set of hands I've ever seen on a great receiver in my life. But good Lord, and they're is, talented. Is Xavier Worthy? Xavier Worthy. Jarrell Worthy. I don't know. No, he was a... I'll Google it in the break. I don't remember. He was somebody I, I graded him as a, he was a draft prospect at some point too. <laughs> I of course he was. I can't remember when, but it'll come to me. Right. 
I just don't know what to do with Texas because I've I have had this rug pulled out from underneath me enough times. Mm-hmm. And you know how I feel about Sarkeesian. I've always thought there was a little bit of sleight of hand magic with him. But good gracious, this team is talented. His and all- the Big Twelve is awful. Right. Sarkeesian's offenses always deliver, don't they? For the most part, when you have all the pieces in place. And if Xavier Worthy can get his hands in check, I I mean, maybe this is the bulldog talking in me, but A.D. Mitchell is on the other side of Xavier Worthy oh, now. Yeah. Uh, who, who shocked you found a way to how, who shocked you found a way to mention that? Name? Hey, he's going to be there too. Look, all I'm saying, Xavier Worthy had more drops than uh, Hunter Biden in the White House. Okay, so it's oops. I've I've got to keep doing that to you to laugh or it's, it's up to you. Yeah, your call. Look, it's a talented team. I think they're score, they're going to score a lot of points. I hate that you lost both of your running backs mm-hmm. because Roshan Johnson would make me feel much better about this team. But even with that, I'm looking at the schedule, going, "Who are you supposed to lose to?" Outside of Alabama, give me the game that they lose. Virtually all of them are at home. Oh, it's TCU. Yeah. Let me just, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill the suspense here. You ain't hearing TCU in this list. No. Because you talk about somebody that's going to fall off a cliff. I believe that one is going to fall off a cliff. Right. Uh, I mean, Kansas could be a tough team for some to face, but it's they get Texas. them at home. It's in Texas. Kansas State could be a tough team to face. They get them at home. Texas Tech. <laughs> I mean, I guess with Tyler Shuck. Maybe, yeah, Tyler. Shuck. Maybe they can put the, up some the, points the, on Texas. The, the great college football Sam, Sam Squanch himself. Uh, that oh, he's going to be the no one pick in the draft, or we forgot to say which draft, and it's the XFL draft. I fully expect Texas to be eleven and one at the end of the season. I do too. They will be the champions of the Big Twelve, and they will be in the college football playoff. They could get annihilated by Alabama, and I still would look at them and go, "They're going to win eleven games," mm-hmm. because I don't know who is supposed to beat them. And they have a mulleted quarterback. Right. That's that's really all you need. At number six, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Before you lose your mind on me. Are you better than Michigan right now? Because they have frog stomped you two years in a row. They're better at quarterback than you are. They're at the very least more veteran at quarterback than you are. Mm-hmm. They didn't lose much. Mm-hmm. Ohio State could be fantastic. They seem to just find a way to produce good college quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that. That defense left a lot to be desired when they played anybody that was in their weight class. Yep. And they have one of those on their schedule. They have one game within Michigan. their weight class. Mm-hmm. Maybe Notre Dame. We'll put Notre Dame September 23rd. At Notre Dame, that'll be tough. I I would tend to agree. But I still feel like they win that game. And I've got Ohio State ahead of Penn State. And the Michigan game just comes down to who can execute the game plan the best. Because Michigan's done it two years in a row mm-hmm. and run the ball down your freaking throat. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to do it again. Yeah, because I, I hate to break this to Ohio State fans. It's going to be a minute before you hear Michigan. Even with Jim Harbaugh, but he's not going to be there the first four games. I don't care if he's in Aruba. 
for the first four games of the season. That team is hyper talented. I would love to be in Aruba for the first three weeks or four Me weeks of the does. season. Jeez. Love that place. You got to go there sometime. Aruba? It'll change your life. I went to the Bahamas. It ain't, it, it's not all that close, actually. Oh, Aruba's so beautiful. Bahamas Anyhow, awesome. that Southern Caribbean's is beautiful. Anyway, uh, yeah, you would, you, would, you would like to you know, still have Quinn Ewers around, obviously, uh, to take over. <laughs> and look, I think but Kyle McCord's going to be fine. Right. I feel way better about Kyle McCord than I do about Jalen Monroe. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just it, – it's a talented team that returns five starters on defense. So the defense could be exponentially better than I think it's going to be. JT Tuamalo is just oh, – You love him. I do. And I get it. I mean, he's he's the ultimate disruptor. Like See, he I, is. I, I feel about him the way – or I feel about Jack Sawyer the way you feel about JT Tuamalo. He's one of those that I'm going to die on the sword because that's one of the only high school tapes I've ever really watched. And I went, that kid is <laughs> going to be – That's Thor. I'm not sure that kid's not Thor. <laughs> like he has – the, the the flying hammer somewhere because he is terrifying. Mm-hmm. I may be underselling Ohio State. I don't think I am because there are just, to me, there are five teams that I feel better about. Just okay. you're returning so much. And that's going to be a consistent of every team I'm getting ready to say. All right. Well, let's, let, let, let's kick one more and then we'll give you the final four coming up in the next break number five top 13 for 2023 it's the usc trojans i literally considered usc in every spot in the top five every every one single of one of them. i considered having one i couldn't get there mm-hmm. and i'll explain why as we go along mm-hmm. i don't think they could be worse defensively than they were last year i, I don't know no, that it's physically possible because they were laughably bad got caleb williams coming back you've added us just between dorian singer and marshawn lloyd that is two transfers that you brought in that i know are going to come in and immediately be really good Mm -hmm. what i'm afraid of what i'm afraid of is the old adage that iron sharpens iron because i could make an argument outside of notre dame you and you have to go to notre dame Outside of that, you don't play a game that I see a possibility of you losing in the first in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Then you win the Pac-12 because there's not anybody else there, and you go into a bowl game and get absolutely scattered, smothered, and covered by whoever you play, whether it's Georgia or any of the other teams that I haven't mentioned so far, mm-hmm. because you haven't played anybody. And it, the same thing happens last this year that happened last year. You get into that Utah game, you made a, a reasonably formidable offense, and they absolutely boat race you. Washington and Utah, both home games this year for USC, by the way. Their toughest road game is probably going to be at Oregon. But Oregon's not what they used to be. Oregon was just outside of the ranking. I, th- they have the same problem defensively that USC does. And, and to me, any team that gets into a track meet with them, you're at a disadvantage because mm-hmm. they're just flat out better than you. Mm-hmm. And Caleb Williams is going to try to be a back-to-back Heisman winner. He's got a lot to prove because it's not just a given that he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. And I could see him trying to qualify. But that defense just absolutely scares the 
heebie-jeebers out of me. Four teams make the college football playoff. We'll give you Jeremy's top four in the 2023 college football power ranking next. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, eh, Kai? Top 13 teams. For the 2023 college football season, we're down to the final four. I know you have the button. Oh my god! I know you do. I know it's over there, and it's 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 time for you to hit that button. Breathe it in, man. At number four, your 2023 college football champion, Florida State Seminoles. It's the year of Jeremy, man. I'm telling you, I am speaking this into existence. We are getting a Denver Nuggets title. Check. Florida State National title. Soon to be check. New York Jets Super Bowl. And then I'll die, like, right after that. There's no way. Uh, no. Bob, your heart can't take that much oh, joy. Oh, no. As much damage as I've done to myself over the years, that will be the end. I will get to see that, and as the confetti spews, that will be... Jeremy's heart, bowels, and liver will all fail. I don't know about the second one, but that the first one and the third one. Well, you already have that problem. Uh, they're they're uh, just hanging on by a thread anyway. <laughs> that, so. that problem has almost killed you once already in your life. Uh, you're so, not wrong. Exactly. So not wrong. it all could just uh, be uh, you know the greatest year in the last year of <laughs> Jeremy's be. life. Jordan Travis, he is uh, one of the odds-on favorites to win the Heisman Trophy this year. Florida State finally grounded and pounded like nobody else in oh, yeah. college football and, last year and by the way of all teams that espn had in the top it might be all the way to the top 25 if not it's certainly outside of the top 15 how many return more starters than florida state none of them zero uh and the replacements for the starters they lost were all top 13 transfers in the country. Mm-hmm. There's there's no freshmen here. It's guys like Yaheem Bell and Kyle Morlock and Brandon Fiske. This team is going to be evil. And the best early season game that we have on the schedule is Florida State and a team that I'm afraid can really send me off the tracks really early. <laughs> yeah, they can. It's the LSU Tigers. Who fall in is my number three. Exactly. 
number three and number four facing off on September the 3rd in Orlando. Look, we like to, to make a lot of jokes about Brian Kelly and his family. That team was pretty good by the end of the season. Yes, they were. I mean, and yeah, George, your Georgia team handled them pretty nicely in the in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. But with a with an off season to to prepare all these things, you know, mm-hmm. one of the best returning quarterbacks in the country, you got a whole mess of talent. I'm just, I, I'm really high on LSU, and I'm not gonna lie to you, they scare me to death. Yep, the fact we have to play them that early. And yes, I say we, because I'm a lifelong Florida State fan. <laughs> if you've known me for more than 15 seconds, you already know that. Right. Harold Perkins might be the best defensive player in the country. Mm-hmm. He's a sophomore, so he cannot come out in the next draft. I'm not sure he wouldn't go in the top 10 as an off-ball linebacker if he could come out. Yep. And he's 19 years old. Mm-hmm. That offense is, 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 is going to be real decent. That defense is terrifying, though. I mean, you get Mason Smith back, who got hurt in the in the game against Florida State last year. You, you got a lot of you got a lot of revenge built up in LSU going into that game, and I, I feel like people sleep on them. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. LSU at number three, number two, your Georgia Bulldogs. No, stop it. Should be one. Okay, should be number. Explain one. that to me. <laughs> Explain to me why they should be number one. Two-time national champions. Thank you very much. Okay. So should TCU be two? Okay. Because to me, those two things are equitably (laughs) stupid. They should, well, they were the national champion last year. They should be one now. Okay. Uh, How many guys did you lose in the first three days of the draft? It was a few. Okay. Uh, How many years in a row are you going to do that before it eventually catches up to you? Oh, and by the way, you, you, you got Carson Beck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. And you 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 always say that name like he's just terrible, like he's Desmond Ritter. Oh, we saw him for two games and he sucked. No, that's that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying how many times can you take this? Uh, I mean, let's be honest. Stetson Bennett, really smart quarterback, mm-hmm. very mediocre. Mm-hmm. How many times do you think you're going to do that? Especially, especially. With how many teams return as much as they do? I'm looking at LSU. I'm looking at Florida State. I'm looking at USC. I'm looking at even Ohio State and Texas. This is not the well. We're just so good on defense that we just dog walk anybody. Your schedule's awful. Again, I'm not sitting here saying that you're not going to make the playoffs because you probably will. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to be the cakewalk that's been in the past. Yeah, you'll and, and I we'll fully see. believe you're going to have more close games on that schedule than you think. Because every time we talk about this, you act like you're just going to peruse to 12-0. and 0. Yep. Uh, average, average margin of victory, I will be shocked if it's less than 10. Oh, I, I think you'll do just fine. You also have to go to Rocky Top. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be the cakewalk that you think it is. I never said it was going to be a cakewalk. No, but you act like it, and it irks me. It's <laughs> very irksome how, how how you just, well, we'll be 12. No, then you know what? We'll deal with whoever we had to play in the mm-hmm. SEC title game, whoever we had to play in the college football playoff. I think Kirby Smart's a great coach. Mm-hmm. It is borderline impossible to win three national titles in a row. Absolutely. Borderline impossible. I don't think anybody's ever done it. Uh, I don't think of the history we've ever had three straight not national in, champions. I, I know not in the modern era. You might get back when we had leather Army. helmets. And <laughs> back when Army won the first five. You might be there. but that's and, and I guess that's where I'm at. I'm not trying to be spicy. I'm just 
how many years in a row are you going to lose this much? Mm -hmm. And you think you can just keep lathering up and doing it again. And you just don't return as much as my one. And number one, the Michigan Wolverines. They have a game on their schedule they can lose. Ohio State. Uh, That's it. That is it. There is not another game on that schedule that I see a path to them losing. I was I was I was shocked that uh they return as much as they do. Mm-hmm. I did not expect Blake Corum to come back. They return a a national title level defense mm-hmm. with a Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback and running back. Name me the other team in college football that does that. Oh wait, I'll save you the time. There ain't one. There ain't one. And the fact that their coach is going to have to miss the first four games of the season does not mean a hill of beans. No, it doesn't. I don't care. Not nary even a little bit. So there you go. Michigan number one, Georgia two, LSU three, Florida State at four. The top 13. If you missed any of it, you can go back and check it out on the YouTube stream, uh, com. Click on the live video link. Subscribe to the channel. When we come back, it'll be time for the Daily Draft. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. This is the Sportsocracy, and we are live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400 the Sportsocracy, heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you can join us in the chat every day as we get ready for the NFL season. Top of the third hour of the program, as we always do. It's the Daily Draft. Today's Daily Draft. Most important non-quarterback players in the the NFL, who's most important to your team's success this season. And it all stems from the discussion that we had at the beginning of the program about Chris Jones. Chris Jones, he wants his money. And he deserves his money. And he deserves his money, exactly. Is he $30 million? Is he 28, 27? Who cares? Just get it done because if you take him away from the Kansas City Chiefs defense, you don't have a whole lot to lean on other than Nick Bolton and Legereus Sneed. Well, I mean, you have a lot of players. You just don't have a star. And this is a defense that is predicated on having the one star and then a bunch of really good role players around him. Notice how many of these guys started in other places or played other places or are young guys that Kansas City drafted. And they've all gotten better over time. But Chris Jones is the the straw that stirs the drink. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I got the number one pick yesterday with our our throwbacks draft. So, you get the number one pick today. I get the number one pick. You do. Okay. Most important player in the NFL, non-quarterback. Hmm. This is not best player. No. This this is is most most important important to their team. To your Super Bowl chances. That is not a quarterback. Oh, to their Super Bowl chances. See, I don't like that because then that takes out a lot of teams that aren't completely competing for Super Bowls. <laughs> well, uh, okay, uh, to your competitive chances. Yeah, 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 there you go. Um, mm, 
Mine was to Super Bowl chances, so all of yeah. mine on my list are on teams that are good. going to be some good teams. All right, I got you. Um, you know, I may be going out on a limb this one, uh, with this one, but it's Micah Parsons for me. You take Mark, Micah Parsons off of that Dallas defense, what are we talking about? An overpaid Trayvon Diggs, an over-the-hill Stephon Gilmore, and and then what? Did I don't necessarily Lawrence? think he's over the hill. So the, the, yeah. the, you said that I didn't. Yeah, but I'm saying without Micah adding the pressure at the front of this defense, this defense is not that great. No, I, I and he's definitely going to break the thirty million dollar mark. Oh, no doubt. He'll oh, be. He'll be, I'll be the highest if paid. he's not a thirty five million dollar player. He'll be the highest paid defensive player in the NFL in pretty short order. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say that that's going out on a limb? Maybe. I mean, I figure as as young as he is, maybe people aren't ready to have him there, but I think I do. I definitively do, and I'll tell you point blank, he was my two. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was my two, and the only reason he was my two is because there is one that I, I – and we it's the one we've already talked about. Chris Jones. It's Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Because without him, I am not scared of this team – defensively at all because you don't have anybody to get after my quarterback mm-hmm. you can talk about carl loftus you can talk about all these young guys have we ever seen them do it without chris jones no and he plays a position that is just impossible to replicate mm-hmm. there's nobody else that does what he does outside of aaron donald so who exactly am i supposed to replace him with because i I, my plan was to go Chris Jones and Mike Parsons because I thought you were going to do something else. Okay. You have thrown my, my strategy into a little bit of a tailspin here. Well, well, look, I could have taken Chris Jones, but I figured I'd let you have him since it was your idea. Well, look, look <laughs> at you. Look at you yeah, being. Just thinking of others as I do. Look at you being magnanimous. <laughs> look at me using a word that most people probably already know i don't know how to spell <laughs> so for me those two were head and shoulders head and do you have a bunch uh, all right i don't know how i want to ask this for you was it then those two and then a gigantic drop-off i don't know about gigantic drop-off but it's it's more iffy of ah, they might be able to replace that guy okay um my two, and this is going to sound a little strange coming from me because you know I don't really value this position. Okay. It's Saquon Barkley. Ooh. And I here's why I say no, that. I hear no lies. I don't believe in anything that you have offensively. Mm-hmm. It is a mismatch, mishmash of pieces. But Saquon kind of ties it all together because he's the one guy that I know Ball's in his hand, good things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then look at that offense without him. Where would they fit? Where do the Giants fit offensively in the NFL to you right now? I would say they're around middle of the league. NFL as a whole. Yeah, like 18. That's roughly where I would have them. Yeah. I think they're a league average NFL football team mm-hmm. offensively. Mm hmm. That's with Saquon. Yeah, without Saquon, they go bottom to five. 26. Yeah, bottom yeah. five. Because now it's all on Daniel Jones, and I don't believe he can do that. 
So to me, that is that was the impetus of this topic is that two guys that to me were this important. One got a deal done this morning. It mm-hmm. didn't really change much, but made him feel hunky dunky, I suppose. Made him feel better. And that's what you need to get to the table and do with Chris Jones. I would agree. My next pick, most important player to your team's success in 2023 for the NFL, I'm going wide receiver. I have a few of those. Justin Jefferson. If anything happened to Justin Jefferson, if he decided to go whack surfboards, what is what are the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, they would probably become what I've argued they already are. Agreed. Just, but when you're talking mo- most important non-quarterback players, Justin Jefferson, to me, has to be this on this list, and he has to be at the top. Because without him, that passing offense, sure, Kirk Cousins can still sling it, but really you're going you're gonna to tell me this team's going to be worth a damn when they've got Jordan Addison and, uh, and, and K.J. Osborne and T.J. Hawkinson as their three possible pass catchers. I'm not buying it. My second one, or my third pick, also a wide receiver, and it's one that I'm starting to get worried about the closer we get to the season. Stephon Diggs. Because he is irreplaceable in that offense. And if you don't believe me, go back to three years ago before he was with this team. And what we all said about Josh Allen before he showed up in Buffalo. Josh Allen was the guy who has probably, possibly the strongest arm in NFL history, but he could not find a target until he found an elite wide receiver to get the ball to. And then he looks brilliant. I'm not saying he hasn't gotten better in the last few years, but you have nobody to replace him. Gabriel Davis, I will laugh you out of this building if you try to tell me he's on level with Stephon Diggs. Because he's not. I... I I've heard no lies. So, to me, Stefan Diggs comes in at number three. Most important non-quarterback to their season, to their team's success this season. I heard no lies. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I did not have Justin Jefferson on my list because, well, I don't really think They're he changes that much. They're not Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> uh, he doesn't change that much for me. Uh, but since you went run on receivers, yep. there is one that is incredibly important to me, and I'm curious if you can guess who I'm getting ready to say receivers cooper cup nope nope <laughs> oh that's right We're doing, i forgot i forgot the super bowl contender thing um he could get abducted by space aliens tomorrow and that the only thing that changes hey now you win two games awesome garrett wilson nope tyreek hill really and i know what you're I getting ready to waddle. say yep that's Beat the one it. yeah that's the one i got jalen waddle but look at how that changes the offense. Mm-hmm. All right, Jalen Waddle, and I look, I love Waddle. I think he's very close to Tyreek Hill. Yes. Tyreek Hill is probably the scariest human being in the NFL. If you're a defensive coordinator, he's the one that keeps you awake at night because he can just do so many different things. And if he goes away, and now it's Tua Tungavailoa and Jalen Waddle and Cedric Wilson and Durham Durham Smythe and <laughs> Jeff Wilson. Do you see how when you take that one name away, mm-hmm. you just go, oh good gracious that is that is gnarls barkley at best and that was what i did is as soon as i said that i went you know as long as they have tyreek 
I don't really worry about the rest of it because when in doubt, you can always find number 10. Mm -hmm. I do not feel that way about Jalen Waddle. And I think it made me respect Tyreek Hill more than I did in the past. Okay. At the more I thought about it. And it's not that I slighted him in the past. It's just now I'm looking at it going, man, you are wildly important to this team. I like it. Now, this is where the, the second drop-off happened to me. Because I could have made a case for probably 20 different players right here. But there was one that I just kept coming back to. And the fact you took Stefan Diggs, mm -hmm. that... That, that greatly increased the chances I was going to do this because he plays for the same team. It's Von Miller. Ah. What happened to that defense the minute Von Miller went away? Okay. You didn't have that number one guy. And look, I'm not sitting here saying that they wouldn't be able to get to, they wouldn't be able to get to passers. It just changes the team because he is that guy that you have to know where he is at all times. Mm -hmm. And you can give me the rotation. You can, I saw that. I saw that in the playoffs. I watched the Cincinnati Bengals absolutely dog walk that and do anything they wanted to for an entire 60 minutes of football. And the only thing I could come to is I feel like the discrepancy was Von Miller more than it was what Tredavious White was or what he had become, and, and I think he's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. But Von Miller as the, the impact pass rusher, to me, is the most important player for the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Vaughn Miller. I would have had him ahead of Stefan Diggs, just to be clear. Number four for me, most important players for their season success in 2023. I'm going I'm going running back here again. I know running backs are we we've we've been talking about this for two weeks now in the NFL that that is a highly replaceable position, but I'm not sure that you can find Anybody that's going to do it as well as Nick Chubb does with the Cleveland Browns, they need him. That is a player that I don't care if he came into the office today and said, I need $15 million a year, or I'm walking out that door. I'd go, okay, here, take it. Because the only way that this works, the only way Cleveland wins, and the only way that Cleveland is a player in the division, much less the AFC as a whole, is because they can run Nick Chubb like a madman. You know, over 1,500 yards and 13 touchdowns last year. He is the heart of what they do. Now, they need Deshaun Watson, obviously, but this is non-quarterback, and you take Nick Chubb off this team, I think it takes the whole dynamic away. And part of that's on the Cleveland Browns because you let Kareem Hunt walk out the door, and now your backup is Jerome Ford. Good luck. That's so funny. I have I, – I literally have a – a different Cleveland Brown on my list. It's Miles Garrett. I considered him. For me, look, Nick Chubb is a special, special running back. If he decided to sell seashells down by the seashore, <laughs> then you still have Deshaun Watson, you still have Amari Cooper, you sure. still have Elijah Moore, you still have David Njoka. If you take Miles Garrett away, that defense is I, – I mean, look, it's still super talented, mm -hmm. but I don't know who's going to routinely get home. And I would say the same thing about Cle about Cleveland that I would have that, that I did say about Buffalo. All right, uh, let's let let's push through here. Uh, hold off the break because we got one more player to do a piece. Most important player to their team's success. 
I really wanted to go with with somebody off of one of the champion contender teams, but I can't really I can't really pinpoint one. Like if you oh, I can. really if oh, you take a player off of the San Francisco 49ers, they do this all the time. Mm-hmm. They just rinse and repeat and we've played without Nick Bosa before. We've played without, you know, Trent Williams before. Like Christian McCaffrey, all of those guys. Philadelphia. I considered AJ Brown, Devontae Williams or De- Devontae Smith. But I'm in the same boat with them as I am is with Miami. Of well, I still have a damn elite wide receiver sitting behind either one of them that I would choose. And look, I wasn't trying to, and I'm just reading back through some comments here. I, I understand Waddle was good without Hill. You also have to understand how absolutely terrified I am of my quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Tua scares me way more now than he did two years ago. Right. And you had Mike Gesicki back then with a coach that actually, you know, didn't hate him. He's, I mean, he's now moved on, but now you're looking at Durham Smythe right. and Cedric Wilson. And where I was headed with Tyreek Hill is just the amount of coverage that then goes to Jalen Waddell. There is nothing. It's just like what you said about Justin Jefferson. Yeah. There's nothing here that scares you mm-hmm. outside of him. Yeah. So I can fixate on Jalen Waddell. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was trying to. No, you're good. You're, 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 you're all good. Um, I'm going to go with an offensive lineman. Uh, okay. Because I honestly don't believe that this team can win a Super Bowl this year without him. They did okay last year without him. But to me, it's Rashawn Slater. He is one of the most important players to his team's success. He went out after three games last year, and I get they still made the playoffs, but did anybody feel good about what they saw at the end of the season? Especially not in that last game. Exactly. Nobody felt good about that. Whoa! Did you forget you had to play second half? And if you're going to have success this year, you're going to have to have A1 protection for Justin Herbert. So that's that's my rationale for putting Slater on the list. Uh, I had a funny feeling that you would not take the guy that I'm getting ready to say. Mm -hmm. It's Quinn and Williams, and I don't know that it's all that close. Really? Okay. Okay, answer me this question. Who's the backup? Is it Myers? Uh, who plays on the outside as much as he plays on the inside. The reason that works is because you have this gigantic, space-eating, evil defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. You don't have another natural defensive, three-down defensive tackle on the roster. It's a lot of Al Woods and Quentin Jefferson, and they're all fine in okay. a rotation. Yeah. I love the secondary. Quentin Williams, okay. I oh I think he is wildly important. And you take him off that defense though, they go from what top three to top nine. Like, uh, I, don't, I just don't think they would drop that far if something for God forbid happened. Quentin Williams said, "I'm done with the season. I'm just walking." Then I don't know that they get all that much worse. I don't know that they wouldn't fall out of the top ten. Hmm. That's how important I think he is. Okay. Because of how much it's how much of this is is predicated on that. Solid doesn't blitz that much. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really easy to do when you've had DeForest Buckner and now you got Quinn and Williams. And I just look at how everything is made. It's not me trying to slight the rest of the defense. It's me saying how absolutely unbelievably important this guy is. I mean, think about how I phrased this from the beginning, and I did it on purpose. 
I said that Aaron Donald and Chris Jones are the only two players that play that position the way they do. The only one that I said was close was Quinnen mm-hmm. because of how that defense is set up. If you had another one, who would it be? Undrafted free agent. I'll give you carte blanche of who you want because I guarantee you you're not going to say who I am. Hmm. Mark Andrews. <laughs> you and I have been doing this entirely too long together. Because that's the third time you've picked a player that was on the team I was getting ready to say, and it was <laughs> not, not the same not player. player. Mine's Roquan Smith. Oh, that's a good one. Roquan like Smith, that. that defense was different. And now with the questions that I have, that, that Chuck Clark's gone, so now it's Kyle Hamilton full-time. I think he's going to be fine. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Rocky Sin instead of Marcus Peters. I think he'll be fine. Oh, no, I forgot about Isaiah Likely. I I boo-boo kitted that. You did. Because they could replace Mark Andrews. Well, and there would be a – to me, there would be a drop-off. Travis it Kelsey. Be. How about that one? <laughs> and I'm glad you said that. <laughs> How about Travis Kelsey? Because Chris Deist in our comments said that Derrick Henry and Travis Kelsey need to be on this list. A, I don't think Derrick Henry changes that much because they're going to see eight-man boxes routinely, and I don't care about DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't think they're competitive to anything anyway. I seriously considered Travis Kelsey. Here's the problem. I've already seen you replace an elite receiver that's on this list with a bunch of mid-round draft picks, and you know what it changed? Not even a thing. Now, did that happen because of Travis Kelsey? Sure. Mm-hmm. But am I – so here's where my brain goes. All right, let's say Noah Gray now has to replace Travis Kelsey. Do they become the the Washington Commanders? No. Do they become the, I'm trying to think of teams that couldn't score, the Arizona Cardinals? <laughs> no. No. And that's why I couldn't put him there. Okay. I don't think the Tennessee Titans offense is good enough, period. Yes, there would be fall off, but you just go from mediocre to horrendous. All of these, I think you go from good to scary. Yep. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Got some off-season files coming your way over the next little bit of the program. Stick with us. This is your time-saver traffic on the new ESPN Asheville. Drive you slowing 240 westbound between Charlotte Street and Monfort Avenue. 26 eastbound stop and go between Brevard Road and the French Broad River. Again, 26 eastbound slows near Long Shoals Road. 26 westbound slow between Airport Road to approaching Long Shoals Road. Near Avery Creek, Bavard Road north and southbound near Long Shoals Road is slow. Hendersonville Road north and southbound delays between Mills Gap Road and Long Shoals Road. Sweeten Creek Road southbound very busy between the Blue Ridge Parkway and Mills Gap Road. I'm Lyndon Field with your Time Saver Traffic. The original Tough Man Contest hits the ring at Silverado's in Black Mountain July 28th and 29th. See the toughest fighters go toe-to-toe in live action. Tickets are 20 bucks in advance and 30 the day of the show. The original Tough Man Competition, July 28th and 29th at Silverado's in Black Mountain. Ringside and VIP tickets are available. Get yours now at SilveradosWNC.com. SilveradosWNC.com. At Ingles, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, 
and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingalls and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. It is ESPN Asheville and the Sportsocracy offseason files continue working through our way every NFL team and how they did with the moves in the offseason. And does it make them better or worse than last year? Or are they just going to be middling? Or as the kids say, mid. A very mid team that does not slap at all. Don't don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Uh, for this season is the New England Patriots. I'm, I'm still stuck on your. Uh, when you try to be cool, my fellow just, kids, uh, <laughs> you do kind of remind me of that Steve Buscemi character. Absolutely, Hello, fellow students, uh, just, just go away. Uh, look, I'm not as down on New England as everybody thinks I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm down on for New England? Was that this this thought that Bill O'Brien fixes everything? I I, yeah. I don't I I don't know where that's coming from, and and I really don't understand it. And my biggest my biggest takeaway with New England: Do you actually think Bill would be in trouble if he missed the playoffs again? No, I I don't know that I agree with you. Yeah, no, I don't. I think he's got the. No, I'm not sitting here telling you. I'm not sitting here telling you that they would ever fire him. But you would get to a point where him and him and Bob have a conversation back behind closed doors of, all right, it, it's, it's it's been time. it's been a minute. Yeah, time to move on. Maybe I don't think that conversation ever happens unless they end up as a four and. So you're team. so you're telling me that a guy in Bob Kraft that is, well, let's just say this as nicely as we can. He's a historic winner. In life, you're telling me that he's going to be okay with mediocrity just forever because Bill's the, the Bill's my guy, and he, he, he the, the good old days were so great that it's just, just huh. we'll let you do this until you don't want to do it anymore. I don't buy that for one second, and I'll be honest with you, if it let's say somehow I found out what you just said was true, mm-hmm. I have immense respect for Bob Kraft. As a guy that was the the owner of, without a doubt, the greatest dynasty in the history of the NFL. It's not even debatable. Don't argue it with me. It, it, you will lose. Mm-hmm. They, they ruined my life for 20 years. NFL life. I ruined the rest of my life. Until <laughs> I met HWA. I would lose some of that respect for him if, if I found that out to be the case. Mm-hmm. And I don't buy it. Yeah, I, I think do. he's already thinking it. I think Bob Kraft is sitting around and has watched these handful of years without Brady and the roster that he's throwing out right now, and he is a smart enough NFL guy to go, what are we doing? Because let me ask you a question. Looking at these, the, the, just the 22 starters on this team, can you name me another NFL team that's built like this? Can you name one that has the definition of an athletically limited quarterback a billion running backs. Mm-hmm. The most mid-wide receiver group I've ever seen in my life. And a a, a tight end group that ain't bussing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, was I making, love it. I was making fun of you. I there. love it. It was more. Yeah. Frankly, I think all those words are stupid, but it uh, was fun to make of fun of you. They're stupid. That's why we use them. No, no team in the NFL is built like this. Mm-hmm. None. I mean, it worked with Tom because he was the cerebral assassin. I think you could have picked seven receivers up from Walmart, and he would have just ruined your life. That's not the case anymore. And nobody wins in this league by lining up in the I formation and handing it off 36 times a game and playing really good defense. Bob Kraft knows that. He's too smart not to know that. And you can call me a conspiracy theorist. I'm not so sure that's not why Bill O'Brien was brought into this building. Mm -hmm. Of Bill's a winner. Bill should never have personnel control ever, but he was a winner. Mm Mm-hmm. And I always said, I feel like whoever replaces Bill is probably going to be a Bill guy that's not Bill. So it could. So you're saying it could be Bill O'Brien as the replacement. I, and look, you, you can tell me I'm a conspiracy theorist. Bill Belichick is in his 70s. And, and he does strike me as, as one of those lifers. Mm-hmm. But what exactly does that constitute in the NFL? I mean, do we think he's going to do this until he's 80 years old? No. No. He's, what is he, 71, 72 right now? I believe they'd be better off if they did fire him. Well, they're never going to fire him. Let's they're just not, to take not that off the that. table. That's not going to happen. But they, but but I'm saying when you cut ties, however that happens, you convince Bill to walk away, burn it down, start over. I don't, I don't, I don't think I want a Bill guy taking over. I don't want a Bill O'Brien. I don't want okay. a Pat Matricia. I don't want okay. those guys. All right. So let me ask this. Uh, let me ask this slightly different way. Mm-hmm. Where would this job rate if it came open? Mm. Because, see, the problem is that you've never been bad enough to draft at the highest ends of the draft. Who's the star player on this team? You see see what I did there? I don't know. That's kind of my point. This is the only team in the NFL that I cannot tell you who the star is. Mm. I know I think it is. I think it's Matthew Judon. You could make an argument for at least three other players on this team. Jonathan Jones. Jonathan Jones would be one. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson would be one. The offensive line on the whole would be one. Right. But you don't have, like, who is the guy that you're buying his jersey? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm not trying to say that that matters all that much. Bailey Zappi. And that that's kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm is you can't tell me, and, and look, I'm trying to be as reverent to, to Bob Kraft here as I can be. You can't tell me that guy's looking around not going, this is awful. Like, these last three years have been awful. And, and I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to continue doing this. And, and Bill's the, the evil genius that's 500 without Tom Brady. I, uh, yes, I'm going to say that every time I bring up his name. You can't tell me that this is just going to keep going on forever. Because I'm looking across the ASC going, I don't know what your path back is. You are light years offensively behind the rest of the AFC. Mm-hmm. And you find a way to be 7-10, 8-9, and 9-8. Awesome. I- I'll tell you, somebody that came out of this, it, it ain't fun. Because the New York Jets found a way to do the exact same thing for about a decade. Every year, you were just good enough. You knew you were not a threat to anything. But you were just good enough that it wasn't, okay, I can just turn this off. Yeah. And then it cratered off into the ocean. 
and, and I'm just I, I know Patriot fans think I'm a Patriot hater. It's not that. There is a little part of me that takes great joy in this. But I, I've seen how this ends. You take your best shot. You draft horrifically. There's no nicer way to say that. How many times a year do we look at something Bill does in the draft and go, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> right. Is it as much as the rest of the league combined? Because I think it is. Because it's Bill's way. Mm-hmm. And eventually Bob Kraft is going to get tired of that. And you have the little conversation back behind closed doors of, hey, why, why are we giving free agent dollars to Juju Smith-Schuster, who's not even healthy, yep. to be our one as a slot guy? And Devontae Parker, who the entire league knows exactly what he was, but we're paying him. And all the tight ends, mm-hmm. and all the running backs, mm-hmm. and all these things that are not conducive to, to winning football. It, it's not a shot. It's just it's the state of your franchise. You could not like that I said it, but then I'm going to need you to tell me where I'm wrong. Right. Nobody ever can. No. Because I hear no lies in what you're saying. It's all just based on Bill Belichick. Bill's a winner. Bill's going to find a way to make this team competitive. I don't think he does that this year. I really don't. I I don't either. I feel like seven wins, you should be happy with seven wins if you can come out with that in this season. And maybe that's what it's going to take. Maybe it's going to take you just being bad and getting rid of Bill and drafting well to make this team anything but what they are, which is vastly the fourth best team in their division. And I'm going to give you an example to just prove to you that I'm not a hater because this was said in our YouTube chat by somebody else. This is from Pennywise. Mm -hmm. So the moment he drafted a punter and then Kayshawn Booty, he should have retired. All right, I'm going to – the punter, look, teams draft punters. All right. The, the, The San Francisco 49ers drafted a kicker in the third round. Uh, historically, pretty good. The Kayshawn Booty thing, to me, that is the greatest example of Bill thinking he can outsmart people, and it routinely doesn't work. Let me tell you a story about Kayshawn Booty. Mm -hmm. Am I or am I not pretty well connected in the draft community? You are. I was in a draft contest with over 100 analysts in this country. A lot of us talking to each other going, Hey, what are you hearing? Hey, what are you hearing? I told you this the week of the draft. Kayshawn Booty's not going to get drafted because there's not a team in his league that wants to deal with the headache Mm -hmm. and build it in the sixth round. Mm -hmm. Is it a big deal? No. No. It's a six-round pick. And where are you now? Kayshawn Booty is in in serious risk of not making this roster. Those aren't my words. Google any New England Patriots beat writer and look at their, their notes from OTAs and their notes going into camp. Every single one of them have said what I just said because you tried to outsmart us. That's easy to do when you got Tom and Tom's the great elixir. You don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not shade at New England. All I'm doing is telling you the truth. You can put your fingers in your ears and act like you don't hear it, but you're going to have to tell me where I'm wrong. You're in the sportsocracy. This is CSPN. The sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. Stick with us. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. 
Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. It's ESPN Asheville, and it's time for the most important message of the day, Jeremy Green, which is... Don't do crimes! That's right, don't do crimes. Do you have an actual crime story? Uh, I, mine is not a... It's not a crime story. Weird. That's weird that we would both pull non-crime stories for the crimes segment, but mine, I feel like, is a crime against humanity, which I feel like maybe that steers into yours as well. Uh, mine is a crime of don't do that don't just don't do that uh this mine we have no control over um at least in the immediate i know there are some they'll say oh we could we can do better for our environment and such it's the it's the heat wave that is gripping the country yeah it's uh i'm apparently gonna have to play golf on friday and monday in well let's let's just say heat that a man of my stature doesn't necessarily keep well in well i hope that it's a sunny day uh for you and i hope it's not too oppressively hot but i mean things have gotten hot in certain places all around this country el paso texas is one of those where they are now on a streak of 38 consecutive days of triple digit temperatures that's that's too many the high has not been below 100 degrees in El Paso, Texas for the last 38 days, which is, yes, a record. Their, their, their longest streak before this was in 1994 when there were 26 straight days of 100-degree temperatures, but it's gotten so bad in El Paso, Texas, that the street signs are melting. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> now... Um, the, the, the city and the sign makers say that's not necessarily the case. It just kind of looks that way. Street signs around the city have begun to, the paint has begun to fleck off of them, creating that like oozing texture. Look, you remember that was so popular in the 1990s where you just, I don't, I never understood. Don't, don't do that. I I didn't either, but, but it was very popular. Like in wrestling, the outsiders had their, you know, like the blood dripping on. That's what these letters look like on these signs. And they say that it is not necessarily, they're not melting, but the extreme heat does make the paint more brittle on the final signs. And it gives them that melting look pair that with, okay, that's Texas. That's far away. That's not really, we don't really need to focus on that. How about the water temperatures off the Florida coast? Have experts scratching their head trying to figure out what has caused this problem because a buoy near Manatee Bay recorded 101.1 degrees for the water temperature. See, that's probably what the people at the birthday party that I was at Saturday, that's what they they wanted wanted the pool water to be. 
But it's not a bathtub. Just in case you don't know this, 101 degrees is about the sweet spot for most hot tubs. Yes. And this is the ocean water. The ocean water. Live it. Is at 101 degrees or registered at 101.1 degrees just the other day in Manatee Bay. That is crazy to think of the ocean being that warm. Okay, so those are crimes against humanity. Mine is a crime against common sense and... You know I love a good conspiracy. Of course. Get your tinfoil hat. And I love making fun of people that I value to be absolutely insane. This comes from the great-granddaughter of a medium named Dick Godden. They have a haunted rocking horse. You know what a rocking horse is? Yeah. A little thing that kids sit on. Well, over the years, this thing has apparently moved from room to room by itself. No, it hasn't. This is what they claim. It's been through several generations of the family. No. But it's it's moved room to room. Now, uh, the owner's name is Kelly. That's the, the great-granddaughter. Didn't want her full name to be used because she didn't want people like me to call her a kooky madookie, but I'm still going to do it whether you tell me your name or not. Goes, what do you think they're doing with the rocking horse? You've got a rocking horse that apparently is possessed by ghosts and mm-hmm. So what would, so what would you what would you do with it? Uh, burn it. Well, that, take it out in the wood pile and burn it. Yep, that makes sense. That's that's one acceptable answer. Uh, shoot it with a shotgun. That's probably what I'd do with it. Uh, <laughs> no, because then it just sits there all menacingly, just rocking by itself with yeah. half a face. Yeah, drink a drink a beer and cut it up with an axe. All of these things are acceptable. Absolutely. But apparently, her Kelly, her ten year old daughter doesn't want to write it, so they're gonna sell it. This is how every awful horror movie i've ever seen started yes you but, don't take oh, the demon the out of the house pos- the house is possessed by demons and things and okay burn it down yeah all right you my wife is an insurance agent burn it down all right it's possessed by satan or whatever else it's possessed by set it on fire absolutely don't sell it that just angers it because now it feels like you don't love it and so next the next time i talk about this and it is a creepy little rug I mean, you bring that to my house that bad boy right there's getting covered in gasoline and me and 12 domestic lights are gonna have a bonfire 100 this is not that hard don't throw holy water at it which apparently they tried don't do all of these things don't sell it Burn it. They've called priests already. Burn it down. And even the priests can't exercise the demons in this thing. Absolutely not. It's just a a creepy horse. Away with you, Azazel. Get out of here. Huzzah! It is the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Off-season files continue after the break. Next up, the New York football giants. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. 
If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. It is ESPN Asheville. Final segment of the day. One more offseason file to get into. It is the New York Football Giants. They just sewed up Saquon Barkley. $11 million for this year. Well, the potential to make $11 million this year. He wasn't happy with the $10.1 million on the franchise tag. Needed a little bit more. Here's $11 million, buddy. Congratulations. He is the straw that stirs the drink for the New York Giants. No doubt. This team is not anywhere near what they want to be without him. No, and, and I mean, I'm fine with the offense. You got my guy, John Michael Schmitz, in the draft. I feel like the offensive line is going to be really good. Yes. I like the Waller addition, if he can stay healthy. And I think offensively you will be fine. Mm-hmm. My question is, is the defense going to take the 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 big step forward? Which I think it can. And then there's my more prevailing question with the Giants. Let's say both those things happen. Does it matter? Their are, schedule is evil. I was gonna say, are you are you going to be if all everything goes right? Are you gonna be better than the Cowboys? No. Are you gonna be better than the Eagles? No. So you're still third place in your division, hoping to have a wild card. I just feel like the, their their ceiling is always going to be limited. Because you paid $40 million to Daniel Jones. And and in this one year, I'm just going to say, I don't think that means squat. Because they're, to me, their ceiling is limited because you play four games against the Eagles and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You play four games against the AFC East, mm-hmm. which I, I'm just going to be honest with you, I think the other New York team is better than you, the Dolphins are better than you, and the Bills are better than you. I think you're better than New England, and you catch that game at home. You could be one and seven in just the eight games I just said. Mm-hmm. Now take into effect that you have to play at the San Francisco 49ers. You have to play Seattle. I didn't even mention Washington, who I do not think is any slouch. Mm-hmm. And you have to play at New Orleans. That is almost as though you did something to upset the football <laughs> gods because that is evil. It is. It is the toughest schedule I have seen for any team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And look, I love Brian Dayball. I screamed it from the rooftops. He should be NFL coach of the year, and it shouldn't be close because mm-hmm. what he just did is special. And I think he'll continue to do special things. I, I'm just not sure that you don't have such a talent deficit so many of these teams that you're playing against. What is your your best case scenario? Can you find a path to ten wins? No. If you, 
I literally gave you a split with the Cowboys and the Eagles, and I couldn't get to 10 wins. Mm -hmm. I can't get there. I really don't like your weapons. I don't. Aside from Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller, okay. I could I can see that working. Daniel Jones had a couple of pretty good years with Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. And Darren Waller's better than him. So mm-hmm. that could work pretty well. But you need Wandell Robinson to come about. You need Jalen Hyatt to be an and, and immediate con- I, I, contributor. I'm not, I, I'm not against that that can happen. I like all of the guys you just said. Mm-hmm. The Giants are using a tact that I've long said the team we just got done talking about the New England Patriots should do. Just bring in 14 receivers. Four of them have to be fine. Literally, you get 14 guys that deserve to be on an NFL roster. You will figure out where to put them. That's how you got Isaiah Hodgins last year. And look, he was a guy that I loved coming out in the draft. I like guys like Colin Johnson. You know how I feel about Wondell Robinson. I've always been, for some reason, partial to Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. I have no problem with any of those things. That's not my concern with you. My concern with you is that you're the team, and there's one of these every single year. You were drawn such a bad hand. There's nothing you can do about it. Look, you're not better than San Francisco. I don't care. The rosiest red and blue colored giant glasses is not going to tell me that they're better than San Francisco Mm -hmm. or better than Philadelphia. Now, Dallas is a rival, and you're going to say the, well, they say that every year. I can hear you doing it. But you can't say it about Buffalo. You can't say it about Miami. And if you're being really honest, you can't say it about the Jets. You have Aaron, you have Daniel Jones. They have Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Let's, get, let, let's, let's put on our big boy pants and, and, and talk serious time now. If you won every other game, you caught every other break, you're still at best – the sixth seed in the NFC. And I hate that because I I actually like this. Unlike what you're saying, mm-hmm. I like this team. I don't mind that you paid Daniel Jones because he's a starting quarterback in the NFL and those are hard to find. And I love what you're doing with the defense. I love Dayball and I love Wink Martindale. And I saw this schedule and I, I can't make it make sense in my head. Right. You just got an evil draw and you're not going to win as many games as maybe this team could with an easier schedule and west virginia west virginia willie in our comments said if Kayvon and banks are, are good this defense could be a real threat i agree with you and i think that's what you're going to need is the offense to be fractionally better than we think and that defense to take a huge step forward and then it kind of mitigates the schedule but you've got to have both of those things mm-hmm. it's not an either or the defense has to be better than it was and the offense has to be better than we think it is this is the sportsocracy we'll be back with you tomorrow at Three right here on ESPN Asheville inside the Ingle Studio.